0: You you want to see something really scary?
1: What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was.
0: I am Jim. And I am here to do the devil's
1: work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast.
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 189 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. Uh, We are back. With a very uh, short timeline, because we were just talking to you last week. It's true. And that was because that episode was late. Also true. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we contemplated doing this episode next week and just shifting our schedule, but that would mean we have to shift our entire schedule. Right. Unless we made it up somewhere down the line, but that's just going to screw up, like, Christmas episode and all that stuff, and... It's just not worth it. Anyway, uh, yeah. How's it going, Taylor?
2: Oh, not bad. Yeah? You know? Yeah. What's new? Nothing. Cool. It's only been a week, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't really have much to to talk about either, I guess. What the hell are you drinking? Uh, this is Mountain Dew uh, Thrashed Apple.
2: I like how Mountain Dew is just like, fuck it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're going to do a whole bunch of flavors, whatever. <laughs> this is actually pretty good. I did not expect it to be good, but it, it's actually pretty good. Um, You've had Joan Soda's Green Apple before. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's it's this is pretty similar. It's got a little more of a bite to it, and it's it's definitely sweeter,
2: but it's pretty good. Interesting. Is it like bright? I guess regular Mountain Dew is bright neon green. Yeah,
0: no. Actually, I think the color is actually pretty faint. I don't think it has much dye in it. Uh, Another flavor they're doing right now, I assume for the holidays, is uh, gingerbread. That sounds awful. uh, It's not awful, but it's not great. And it's not great because, to me, it doesn't really taste like anything. It's just kind of generically sweet. Hmm. It's like basically just drinking sugar
2: water. Sugar water purple. Right. Yeah, I feel like Mountain Dew is just like going to start pulling flavors out of a hat. They're just like, all right, new banana taco Mountain Dew. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they they probably rolled the
0: dice with the watermelon. And the watermelon was so popular. It's like, what other fruits can we do? (laughs) We've been, you know, Reserving ourselves to strictly citrus for so long. Let's see where this takes us. <laughs> Try new hamburger, ice cream, Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I enjoy this. It is a, so here locally, it's Fred Meyer. Um, on a broader scale, I think it might be Kroger only. Mm. So like for us, we can only get it at Fred's. Or um, QFC or QFC.
2: Assumingly. I, I haven't been to a QFC to, to confirm, but when it, you assume you make an asshole out yourself. Right. Um but yeah.
0: It's, it's not too bad. I so I, I, I bought a bottle a like twenty ounce bottle of it originally. What is making all that goddamn noise? You're shaking the table. But something like is knocking around. I don't know what it is. Uh, So I bought a a 20 ounce bottle of that originally um, Because I didn't want to get Invested in something I knew was gross Um, But then I liked it so I bought a few cases of it And then my wife a few days ago Was at the store And she sent me a picture of the gingerbread one And I'm like oh my god Get it (laughs) She's like, that sounds so disgusting. Like, yeah, I know, but I got to try it for science. Um, yeah. and it, it, Like, I had her take a sip of it, and she was not a fan. But it's like, I mean, I mean I'm going to drink it because we paid for it. Uh, and it's not, like, so offensive that I can't stand it. But like I said, it doesn't really have a strong discernible taste to it. It's so weird. I don't I don't
2: know what the even point was. I mean, john Soda used to do like the Thanksgiving flavors and shit.
0: Yeah. But that was like a novelty. Yeah. That was was supposed to be a joke.
2: Although the pumpkin pie one was bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never had it. I remember when one year we went to the Pumpkin Beer Festival and they had a bunch of the the pumpkin pie sodas. And I was like, can I have one of these? And they're like, they're for designated drivers. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's that over
0: there? Mine's now. <laughs> um,
2: man, I haven't had a Joan Soda in forever. I have only had the fountain green apple when I go to Katsu Burger. They have fountain at green apple Jones Soda? Yep.
0: Katsu Burger? Huh. Interesting.
2: Yeah. It's like the only Joan Soda they have, too. It's not like they have like a Joan Soda machine or something. It's like Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Sierra Mist or whatever the fuck, and Green Apple Jones Soda.
0: <laughs> well, getting that, I guess. I feel like it's their most popular flavor. I think so. um But yeah, like Jones Soda is one of those things. I mean, it's a local company, or at least it used to be. I, I was going to say, don't, didn't somebody buy them out? I, I don't know. Maybe Coke bottom I don't know. um But uh, it was started locally. And when I drank it a lot, it was local still. Um so I, I remember know. when it was like 79 cents for a bottle. Yeah. Um but yeah, they had a bunch of interesting flavors, like flavors that uh, were either like old fashioned, like like cotton candy flavor. That was like you, you could get like and Fufu Berry. Fufu berry. <laughs> uh and yeah, every year, like I don't I don't know how popular John Soda is outside of this region. So that's why I'm I'm talking to you people as if as if you don't know what it is. But yeah, Jones Soda was a, a regional company, a uh, very small startup, you know, soda company. And they had a bunch of interesting flavors. And like Taylor said, every year around around this around time, time yeah. th- they're on Thanksgiving through probably the end of the year, I'd say. They had,
2: uh, hol- I don't know, was it Thanksgiving or holiday? They had like holiday. a Thanksgiving dinner pack. Okay. And it came with like turkey flavor, gravy flavor. Pumpkin pie. Uh, and cranberry, I think. Cranberry, that makes sense. And did they have like mashed potato? I don't think or, there or was any, a mashed or potato. Or sweet potato or something? Maybe sweet potato. Okay.
0: I know there was one that was like particularly
2: offensive, aside from the turkey. Uh, <laughs> More than the gravy? <laughs> I guess that's true. Oh, I, no, I, take, I guess I take that back. It was turkey and gravy was one flavor. Okay.
0: Who puts gravy on turkey? Well, like I guess that is a thing. I'm thinking gravy on, like, mashed potatoes, but... Yeah. Anyway, we've been talking about soda for seven and a half minutes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, It's going to be a fun week for me. And by fun, I
2: say say that facetiously, because there's a good chance that I might have to go in for jury duty. Oh, man. I got a, a summons myself, but it was for when I was in vacation, so I was able to punt it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'll probably get it again. Next year,
0: yeah, I, I got one a few months ago, and uh, kick, I managed to kick it down the road because um because I because of my job, you know, I'm the only i a payroll person for my employer, and I'm the only one who does it.
2: Okay, um, turkey and gravy, sweet potato, dinner roll, dinner roll, pea, and antacid. <laughs> It just tastes like Pepto-Bismol. I <laughs> guess it's
0: pink. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this is a few months ago. I managed to. Or I, I told him I had a newborn at home, and also I was working. And you know, I'm the only person at my job who can do my job. I'm a payroll person for several hundred people. It's like I can't afford to take time off, um, and. Uh, yeah, I got it delayed and it came back around again. Uh I think it was late last month. And um I tried to just get it dismissed. I said again like this affects my ability to do my job uh and my my not having the ability to do my job affects my company. So, you know, what can we do here? Yeah. And they just denied it. So now I'm stuck. So, yeah, uh I'm supposed to do a payroll run on, I think, Wednesday. But since my summons date is Tuesday, now I have to do it on Monday, which, you know, for people who don't do payroll, that that is a big deal because
2: you just lose those few days. (laughs) Just go in there and talk about how much you hate black people and cops. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that that isn't a very bad idea.
0: (laughs) That you shouldn't present yourself as a racist, or, or,
2: because then they'll definitely put you on. Or...
0: Well, no, just because you know, like the, the I've heard that was that...
2: commentary on the American legal system. <laughs> well, it's like if you if you get a judge that that's super racist, that, like well, the one in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Oh
0: God, he's awful! Fucking Christ! Did you hear that thing you did with the fucking Veterans Day? Yeah. Oh my God! Like I can't believe that the, the prosecution didn't call for
2: a mistrial right there. They tried because of that. I don't know if it's because of that. I know they tried for a mistrial.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but they were being like subversive about it. Like they were, <laughs> like they're trying to try to to force a mistrial, and basically the judge and the defense both knew that he was trying to do it. Uh, and I think the defense attorney actually stood up at one point and was like, "The prosecution is trying to force a mistrial by you know blah 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 blah, blah. legal jargon that I don't understand." <laughs> Um man, yeah, that judge is a shithead. But no what I'm saying is if you get a judge who just gets a hair up his ass and like he like he knows what you're trying to do or he or she I guess knows what you're trying to do, like he'll fucking sit there and grill you about it. Um and yeah. So I do this I don't want to put that pressure on me.
2: And plus I don't want to say in an open room that I'm a racist. <laughs> And you could just do like Liz Lemon just be like, I don't think it's fair for me to be on a jury since I'm a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. in your Princess Leia costume. Yeah,
0: <laughs> You know, the jury selection process is weird right now because of COVID, you know, it would typically be that you'd go to the, to the courthouse and you'd sit in the jury room, the, the jury pool until they called your name and then... Basically, you'd have to sit and wait to, you know, basically you'd, you'd get put on a, on a jury for selection. And if you get booted, you go back to the jury pool. And then you go, you know, until you get selected or dismissed. But because of COVID, uh, my underst- I was talking to my wife about it and she was like presenting a, a separate opinion. Because I don't, I've don't, never served on a jury before. I've never been even summoned for jury duty. So I don't fully understand how it works. But, you know, from what I was reading and what she's saying, they seem like they, they're contrary. But from what I understood is on Tuesday, that is my summons day. From, you know, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. that day, at any time I can be summoned to, to the courthouse. Um, but if I don't get called on that day, then I'm considered dismissed and my, my you know, my jury service is completed. What I don't know is if I can get summoned that day and then ultimately have to sit in in the jury pool for you know three days while I wait for them to decide whether or not they actually want me to be on a jury. Yeah, is it like a video interview or I do have you have no idea? Yeah. So but it's like you know, it said, like, uh, feel free to go to school or go to work or yada, yada, yada. It's like, I'm not probably not going to do that. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be waiting on pins and needles to find out if you guys are going to call me up. Because it's like, like I said, I got a fucking job I have to do. Uh, so I'm, like, going to be working my ass off tomorrow. I mean, today's Sunday. I'm going to be working my ass off tomorrow to make sure everything that I need to do for the rest of the week is done tomorrow. Beyond that, like, I've got a kid to worry about. And like, this is fucking up my whole life. So I am trying to be accommodating to a legal system that I have very little confidence in. <laughs> um, and yeah, anyway, told my wife, it's like, I don't really don't fucking want to do this. Like, I wish that I could just say, hey, I don't want to be on a jury. And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, if you were being tried for a crime, you'd want people to serve on your jury. I'm like, yeah, but there's going to be no shortage of people like yourself. Not, not you, my wife, like yourself, they're going to be chomping at the bit, champing, champing at the bit. Good save. <laughs> to serve on a jury, you know? Um, it's just like, that, that ain't me. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, it's a bad move to make, to force people to serve on juries because they're going to be resentful and I feel like that might sway their decision. Yeah, like, honestly, I would be like, what does everybody else think? That gets us out of here faster? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> harken back to jury duty, even though it's a terrible movie. <laughs> Probably uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, the guy's being tried for murder. And, you know, all the circumstantial evidence points towards him being a murderer. And the entire jury is just like, all right, yeah, let's say, you know, say he's guilty so we can get the fuck out of here. Um, and it's just like... Uh, the fact that that happens, because people don't want to be on a fucking jury, yeah. is a little uh, striking. <laughs> you can't force people to be uh, conscientious citizens. Yes. Not saying I'm not, I just don't want to be on a fucking jury.
2: <laughs> anyway. Anyway, speaking of juries, the Grave Plot Film Fest. whoa <laughs> <laughs> How about that fucking transition, eh? <laughs> Coming February 5th, 2022, uh, I've finally started watching a few. Did you? Yeah. Any any little gems in there yet? Uh, nothing that's really struck me, but some some fairly decent ones. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, submissions are open until the end of this month. Like I said, February 5th, 2022. Tickets are on sale now at greatplotfilmfest.com. Go get yours. Uh, it's going to be at the Arc Lodge Cinemas in Columbia City, Seattle. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Yes, sir. We're finally back in person after doing it, uh, virtually last year. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Go get tickets. And, uh, if you're a filmmaker, submit your film before the end of the month. Word. Do we have a, an extension date or like a, a late or, or is that the, the this, we're in the late period now? So you will have to pay a late fee if you're submitting, but if your movie's good, then it's worth it. Right. Fucking get it, get a little trophy. Also, it's ten dollars.
0: <laughs> People are paying more than that to get in the door. Yeah, <laughs> To see your film if it's picked. Yeah, no guarantees. Yeah, because you know if you if you pay us the ten dollars and your movie sucks, we, we just
2: keep it. It's <laughs> ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you pay twenty, no, I'm kidding. No bribes. Wing, Not for 20 bucks, anyways. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Anyway. That's all. Anyway, um, <laughs> before we get into the show proper and stop talking your ear off about soda, soda, jury, soda duty. jury duty, <laughs> we want to talk about our gravediggers over on Patreon. These lovely folks help finance this Stupid, silly little show that we run. Uh, it's not expensive, but it does cost money, and we we don't have money. <laughs> I, I'll have a sweet what 10 fifteen dollar check though, if I serve on a jury. Hell yeah! <laughs> Actually, I have. To, it's it's pretty cool. My 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 job. They will reimburse me my lost wages. All I'd have to do is sign over my jury duty check to them. Oh, it's
2: pretty, I, pretty sweet. I get PTO specifically for jury duty. Oh, All really? right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have a shitload of PTO, but I also get reimbursed for. I, and I don't take the PTO; I just get reimbursed for jury duty.
2: Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. So I guess it's
0: kind of the same thing. It's, it, it yeah. It, <laughs> it seems
2: like an extra step.
0: It, it all yeah. It all nets out at the end, I guess. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, those lovely folks are Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. Thank you so much, guys, from the bottoms of our hearts. Touching bottoms.
2: Touching you. <laughs> Touching me. <laughs> Touching you. Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Ba ba ba.
0: Not sure how we got there. Uh but thank you, guys. We mean it. Uh, Taylor, if anybody else wants to join this uh, little gang
2: of ours, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash Podcast For as little as $1 a month, you can join us live every episode on Discord, including right now. You can also uh, submit movies for our Patreon picks episodes that we do at least once a year, uh, as well as our week of the Patreon Octoberama episode. So that's at least twice a year uh and five dollars get your name in the show you can also get discounts for on great plot merchandise and other perks up to and including i don't know what the twenty dollar perk is anymore me either i don't know but i bet it's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since we had to uh to push that because we've been pushing the 100 hundred hundred dollar one for yeah. so long <clears throat> and uh how, how's that coming taylor
2: it's you know <laughs> not <laughs> fucker. I'm I'm gonna do it. I promise. I'm trying to get a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, well,
0: I mean, I wanted to for a couple of years. On just... your butt? No, not on my butt. Of uh, of your butt. <laughs> I'm gonna get a tattoo of my butt on my butt. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be buttception. <laughs> no, what are you thinking? Uh well I want to get a headless horseman
2: right there. I used to want a headless horseman back piece. Hmm. I thought that would be just dope with like the lightning in the background and like mid like the bridge.
0: And... Yeah, boss. Uh,
2: yeah. Like I mean, it's a lot of real estate, but
0: I think you could get some cool stuff on there. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't really want tattoos on my back. A because I can't see it. B because I have so much hair on my back. <laughs>
2: and uh yeah
1: i've always thought that if fit. i was going to do my back oh, i wanted it to
2: be fit. like one big piece yeah and i'm never going to be able to afford that no. <laughs> yeah that, that i guess that would
0: that would be my c is that it's so fucking expensive to get back pieces done yeah it's so much base and there's a tiny little needles mm-hmm. <laughs> uh all right well that's enough bullshit. You want to uh, want to get into the get into the show? Yes, sir. All right, let's do some more business.
1: Too much business. Late at night. All
0: right, starting out in some real world horror, we're gonna
2: take a trip to Venezuela, Venezuela. Venezuela. What about you, Venezuela? <laughs> and you? Venezuela. I see. Say it one more time. <laughs> what was that? Letter Kenny. That's right. The bathroom of the strip club. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hi, but... Jose. Venezuela?
0: <laughs> Bunch of Venezuelans in Detroit for some reason. <laughs> Is that where they were? I assume so. And it's right over the border. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, down in Venezuela, we're getting reports here um, from a man. Correct? It
2: uh, just says a witness. A witness. Does not specify gender. All
0: right. Well, someone, a person of some sort or another, uh, is reporting to the local media.
2: Assumedly. It could have been like a talking dog. <laughs> Again, it just says witness. Right. Or like a,
0: I don't know, taco. It's like, sure. like from from South Park taco that shits uh ice cream it it could be that
2: I mean it could be anything it could be a towel that smokes a lot of weed I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but yeah according to local media uh a weird discovery was made in the city of Caracas where a bewildered homeowner so we can assume it's probably a person because I don't think <laughs> dogs can own homes
2: <laughs> or tacos for that matter. I mean, not in this country, but we don't know. Uh, I don't mean, know what the laws are in Venezuela.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, bewildered homeowner noticed weird prints,
2: weird footprints on his otherwise. His. His. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> we got there eventually. We still don't know if it's a person, a human being, but we now know it's a male. Right. Uh, weird pr- footprints
0: on his otherwise pristine floor. Uh, these. Uh, the witness indicated the dark markings were around ten inches in length and appeared to have been muddy in nature. Describing them as reptilian. Hmm. Curious. I just like. What would a reptilian footprint
2: look like? Like web toes, maybe, maybe like some claws at the end. Oh, little claws, <laughs> <laughs> little guys like this. <laughs> you go like this. Tapity tapity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, like I was reading this, and I'm like, what would, how would I identify a reptile's footprint? I mean, I'm thinking like maybe like an iguana. Where they have like really long toes. Like, but if I saw that, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's a an iguana's footprint. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the prints are particularly puzzling for a pair of reasons. That's a lot of peas. Um, beginning with the fact that, as the witness explained, it had not rained. Remember, these are muddy footprints. Uh, it had not rained, therefore it was impossible that someone had stepped in the stepped on the swamp in the street, and left those marks. Uh, compounding the mystery is that they were found on the second story of the home, and it would have been impossible for someone to have entered the residence by way of a window, as there are security bars in place for preventing such a thing. Adrian Escalante is the witness's name. see. It's a man. Or it's a human guy. <laughs> a, human a human person.
2: Human, human man. Here's a photo of the... See, I would think that was like a bear that's my first thought too was bear a burr uh, is this on camera
0: uh I mean yes but you can't see it all right good enough <laughs> <laughs> did my due diligence um yeah I mean those like every bear footprint I've ever seen that that's more or less what it looks like
2: um so yeah, I don't. I don't get reptilian initially, or even after someone would, would would point it out, reptilian. I don't see that. But you know what? My first thought was chupacabra. Mm, I was gonna say aliens. Mmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do they get to the second floor without going through the first floor? I don't know. They teleport. Came down the
0: gym, chimney.
2: Maybe it's Santa Claus. He's there early. Santa bear. Santa bear. (laughs) Santa (laughs) paws.
0: Got him. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hear a lot of bear problems in Venezuela. That's a lie. I don't think they have bears in Venezuela.
2: Venezuela bears. (laughs) Bears. They have the spectacled bear spectacle bear spectacled it wears glasses uh well he has like patterns on his face that kind of look like he wears glasses Mm. they look like glasses or like like shades like he's got sunglasses and more it more looks like a mask i would say Mm. Mm -hmm. um so they're la mascara but yeah they're it looks like they're panamanian so not. Oh, rare. sorry. Sorry. Rare spilling over into Panama. Spectacled bears are mostly restricted to certain areas of northern and western South America. This can range in western Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, western Bolivia, and northwestern Argentina. Where's Caracas? <laughs> Caracas, Venezuela. <laughs> Car- Caracas, Venezuela. God damn it. <laughs> It uh, looks like it is north. North? North. El norte?
0: Not west. Hmm, so it's probably not a spectacle So we're ru-
2: bear. ruling out spectacled bears. So we're back to chupacabras. Back to chupacabras or aliens or, aliens. or Santa <laughs> Paws.
0: <laughs> and you know, Santa Paws, he travels around the world, so he could be any kind of bear. That's true.
2: <laughs> he's probably a polar bear because he's from the North Pole. Ah. Uh. Got it. Wait, aren't polar bears from the South Pole? Polar bears are from wherever the fuck they want to be, man. <laughs> <laughs> they just doing their polar bear ish. That's right in the name, like North Pole polar bear. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see. A search of the house turned up no additional prints nor any mud-like substance that could account for the bewildering discovery. It's probably is like fucking neighbor fucking with him. Could be just like fucking Manuel just
2: like he's got like like He's got uh, like those those bear print slippers. He's <laughs> <laughs> he like went outside, put it in the mud and then Snuck into his house, walked upstairs, and we're just like, and just one. I'll <laughs> fuck him up. He's going to be all like, what? Teach you to clip my rose bushes.
0: <laughs> Fucking Adrian. <laughs> um, neat. <laughs> so, yeah. Look out for your neighbors, guys, because they'll fuck with you. They got lizard feet. <laughs> lizard people oh we're on something here illuminati (laughs) shadow government (sighs) all right that's enough (laughs)
2: So Wyndham Rotunda, uh, best known to wrestling fans as Bray Wyatt. Why? I don't know. Like it's not even remotely close to his name. That's what WWE does. They're just like your name is now Jim uh, Carter, like (laughs) Jimmy Carter. You go by
3: Jimmy Carter.
0: (laughs) Jim Jim Varney, like fucking (laughs)
3: Ernest? Ernest?
2: Um like his dad is IRS and they never worked that in. Bray Wyatt's dad is the IRS. Is Erwing R. Yeah. I didn't uh, that's that's something. Yeah. Now Rick Steiner's son is in WWE and he goes by Braun Breaker. It's terrible. Instead of, you know, calling him a Steiner. Yeah, you know, the whole legacy thing that yeah. WWE used to love. Anyway, uh Wyndham Rotunda, he was recently laid off from WWE. Fired. Okay. Uh, is actually, more apt. What did he do? You do? Uh, made too much money. <laughs> Budget cuts. Mm. Uh, he's currently in the middle of a ninety-day no compete. Actually, no, his no, ninety-day no compete clause ended uh, at the end of last month. But here, here, here I come. AEW. Uh, that's there. There's rumors of that. But in the meantime, he is currently in Hollywood, uh, working on a movie with Jason Baker. Uh, Jason Baker co or owns Colossum studios and frequently uh, works in the professional wrestling world with his partner, a guy by the name of Tom Savini. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Heard of him? Uh No, Tom Savini, of course, uh, who created the fiend mask for Wyatt. Uh, Baker tells UK website Metro Bray Wyatt is a phenomenal collaborator. He's become a really good friend and we're actually, you're the first person that we're publicly telling about We're starting a film at the end of the month. Uh, He says, two weeks to go, we're filming in Tennessee. It's a feature film, and it's something really new and different. I'd say probably the best way to describe it is, now get this, Ichi the Killer meets Xanadu. I can't think of how those would be combined. (laughs) My first thought is Blood Disco from Glow. (laughs) Blood Disco. (laughs) It was one of Sam Sylvia's movies. It was like his most famous one. Oh. Okay, yeah. I think the glow girls like started watching it or something. Possibly.
0: I should revisit Glow. I don't really remember.
2: Like it, like I I would always like watch the
0: seasons as they came up and I didn't really re-watch them to refresh my mm. memory or anything.
2: Anyway. Uh yeah, so that's quite the combination. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully, fans of horror and fans of Wyndham like it, Baker said. Um, uh, 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 it's written by Rob Fee, who I'm not familiar with, uh, and Baker will be directing. Hmm. It looks like Baker also did a lot of the Firefly Funhouse segments for people who are familiar with WWE. Nope. I I really liked the Firefly fire. It's fun. It's hard to say. The Firefly Funhouse segments when they first started because they were like really cryptic and had like weird dark undertones, but it was made to look like a kids' show, Mm. like a like a Mister Rogers kind of show. And then once they unveiled the fiend, I was like, yeah, okay, this jumped the shark. I thought the fiend was like too much. Like you, you went from being all subtle to just being too in your face. Hmm. That is a character he played, I, I assume. Yeah, he like wore a mask and like big top striped pants and um he was basically, basically a demon. Okay. I saw the mask.
0: Yeah. Or I have seen the mask. I mean, it, it was, you know, uh, it, was, it was cool looking, but I mean, it really didn't look like anything you couldn't buy at like a Halloween store. To yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember you telling me that he was going to be working with Savini, and I think we probably even talked about it on the show, and then I saw The Mask, I'm like,
2: that's it? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking over Rob Fee's writing credits. Uh, literally, the only thing I recognize is one episode of Epic Mealtime. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> as a director? No, as a writer. Ah, they write those? <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, he's done some directing, but nothing I recognize there. But he's writing this, and like I said, Jason Baker is directing. <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't figure out what the sound is. Oh, was mine. Yeah, chords
0: tapping against your mic.
2: Oh. There.
0: Hopefully, that takes care of it.
2: Uh. So yeah, I mean, even if you're not. A fan of of Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda or even know who he is, this Ichi the Killer meets Xanadu has gotta spark your interest. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't really know a lot about Xanadu,
0: but what I do know does not mesh with Ichi the
2: Killer. So I know Very it's, it's like a roller disco movie, right? Uh it's got Olivia Newton John, I know that much. Does it? But Uh, A box office disappointment. (laughs) Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Olivia Newton-John, Gene Kelly, and Michael Beck.
0: Stunny Malone is a struggling artist in Los Angeles attempting to make a living by freelancing. He rips up one of his failed sketches and throws it into the wind. It hits a mural of nine sisters and brings them to life. Sisters fly across Earth, but one of them roller skates through town and collides with Sunny. She kisses him before skating away, leaving him confused. So this is a weird way to start things. (laughs) Probably why it was not a good movie.
2: (laughs) We watched Rocky Horror Picture Show last night, and I'm just like... Imagine trying to explain this to someone who's never seen it. Oh, it's fucking it's fucking ridiculous. bonkers. Yeah, and it's not like it's a well-made movie Ew. either. Like the effects at the end when there's like the big fight scene mm-hmm. are terrible. Yeah, and like the whole
0: ending, like probably the last twenty minutes of the movie, is just like comes apart.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Let's break this down for people who may not remember or if you somehow haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, but you find out that Frank and Furter and Riff Raff and Magenta are all aliens. Mm-hmm. That's uh, when you start to lose me. Lose me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Riff Raff and Magenta are now taking over the ship, which is the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they zap Frank and Furter with... Uh, ray gun shaped like a pitchfork at which point rocky goes crazy picks up frank and body carries him up this prop radio tower uh, all while being shot with this ray gun which does nothing to him naturally him and frank and then fall into the pool which apparently kills them i'm not sure uh riffraff Tells Brad and Janet, you need to get out of this house because we're going to blast off back to the planet of transsexual in the, the uh, galaxy of Transylvania. <laughs> and so then Brad and Janet run out. And at of no the house. point is Brad, Brad and Janet like, wait, hold on. <laughs> They're just like, okay, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. We got to go. So, yeah, they leave uh, along with Dr. Um The, the doctor in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, Kane? No. Anyways, the three of them, they bail out of the house, and then the house blasts off into space.
0: Just you know, And th- that's your, the end. Your typical everyday occurrence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've never really understood the, the, the cult culture. Yeah, I don't know how it got to this point, other than just because of the cast. I guess, but I mean... St- it's not like those roles made any of them famous. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Tim Curry. I mean, Susan Sarandon wasn't even in it. Right. <laughs> and we all know Barry Boswick is best known for his role
2: in Spin City. <laughs> the mayor. Right. Or as the the wasp from Scrubs. <laughs> Can it with the gutter talk. But the whole time we were watching it, I was just like, we should watch Clue instead. <laughs>
0: That's usually, like, what you should watch instead. <laughs> I think I've watched that twice in, like, the last six months. Really? Yeah. It's because, like, I've watched so many things at this point. Because, like, you know, I, I work from home. And most days I'm, I'm here alone. So it's like I, I I can, like, listen to music or I can put something on and just kind of have, like, I have a show or a movie going on in the background. Which is usually...
2: Well, While you're I'll, working?
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Really? Yeah, I'll get too distracted. Mm. Um, it, it's usually just white noise for me. Um, I Usually, if I'm taking a break or something, I'll kind of kick back and watch it for a few minutes. But, um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So I've just watched so much shit since we've been locked up, you know, and it's like I'm starting to lose track of what I watched when. And it's like, I mean, I know I'm gonna go back and watch these things eventually. It's just like what what's the uh what's what's the what's the guideline here? Like when when can I go back
2: and watch this again? <laughs> Whenever you want. Which is what I you do. You don't let society tell you what to do. No
0: fuck society. I've watched Letterkenny probably two or three times. Lockdown.
2: <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Wyndham Rotunda. Uh yeah, I don't know what th- this I movie what, I don't know if that's what we are talking about. I don't know what this movie's called or anything like that. Um but apparently they're filming in Tennessee and they're getting ready to rap, so Yep. Ichi meets Xanadu. Fucking get ready.
0: All right, so uh, Finn Wolfhard, who I mean you probably know best from um, Stranger Things, uh, Mike, Mike. Uh, but you know also Richie from It, and he's uh, starring in the upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, you know he's he's had quite a career. I mean he's he's only what early twenties, maybe, and he's he's had, he's had a lot of shit going on. Is he even that old? I think so. By now? Uh, 18. Is he? Okay. Well, even still. Or maybe maybe even more so. Um, he also has a band. I knew about that. I, I recall them not being good. And they're not, not necessarily not good, not to my liking.
2: Apparently, he used to be in the band Calpurnia, but he is now in a band called the Aubrey's. With, Cal- with, with Drake, with not really because <laughs> Aubrey.
0: Ah, uh, right. We did the whole gimmick. It was, mm-hmm. it was only a week ago. The thing, yeah. What happens in a week, Taylor? <laughs> I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Okay, Paul Walker. Uh-huh. Uh, that's Vin
2: Diesel. Thank you. Did you hear that? Him and in, uh, in the Rock made up. Uh, I heard that he like issued a letter to the rock i didn't hear the rock responded i haven't i mean like the rock's a stand-up guy i'm sure he's probably like yeah man i didn't i didn't even want to be mad at you um one of the movies we're gonna talk about later there's a line where somebody says christianity has eight billion followers and the guy says so does dwayne the rock johnson (laughs) right (laughs) um anyway yeah so
0: uh uh, on top of everything that he's working on already, uh, Finn Wolfhard is making his own slasher movie. Uh, he tells NME. I'm not familiar with th- what that is. Like uh, a media outlet of some sort, I assume.
2: Yeah, I assume. Seems like a safe bet. Uh, New Musical Express, a British music, film, and culture website and brand. There you go. Uh, he says it's a horror comedy slasher movie that takes place at a camp. Okay. Boy, I really... Uh... Going out on a limb with that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just new and exciting.
0: <laughs> it's his first time, so that's a good, that's a, it's a good, safe starting point because true. camp slashers are rarely not good. That's true. Or
2: at least there's r- a really not worth watching a very specific formula to it that as long as you follow that formula, you're going to be okay.
0: Yeah. It's like, maybe not, not good,
2: but it'll be okay. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, he's keeping the rest of the details close to his chest for now. Um, he uh, wrote and directed his own short film called Night Shifts that was released on YouTube earlier than this year. Have you seen it? I've not.
2: Good. Neither have I. It's like four minutes long. We could have watched it before this, but but did we? No, because we are woefully unprepared. <laughs> Consummate Professionals. Did I mention we're consummate Professionals?
0: I mean, honestly, people should come to expect this stuff from us by now. Just like constantly unprepared. <laughs> if we were prepared,
2: we would have less to talk about. It's true. Like most of our, our banter. Like right now, we would just be like... This would not be happening if we had watched this. <laughs> right? We might be talking about the film. Yeah, part of our, like, I'd say a substantial
0: portion of our humor comes from us being completely incapable of doing anything. (laughs) Completely incapable of doing our jobs properly. It's like a sitcom. Or, like, office space. You know, we're like, what would you say you do here? (laughs) God, I love John C. McGinley.
2: Who doesn't love Johnny C?
0: does it? When you first heard them, we're now now we're talking about another podcast. <laughs> when you first heard him call him call him Johnny C, were you like,
2: "That's weird"? No, the first time I heard him call himself Johnny C, I was like, "That's weird."
0: Oh, I don't think I ever heard him actually call him, or at least I didn't notice him calling himself that.
2: Yeah, he uh, he talks in the third person. <laughs>
0: All right, <laughs> I know that. Like, I have to assume that he probably told people to call him Johnny C. Or maybe it's just because he calls himself Johnny C. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he probably introduces himself as Johnny sure. C. Sure. And I also noticed that he calls other people similar nicknames,
2: like he calls Zach Bra- Zacky Um I bet he's a hockey player. Apparently that's a very hockey thing, is to give people nicknames that end in Y, like Riley and Jonesy and Schwartzy and Well, I mean, like he, you know, like on the show he's always wearing Chorzy. <laughs> <laughs> on uh on scrubs, he's always wearing, wearing a Red Wings jersey, which, yeah, in the podcast, they say something about how that's, uh, it, it was a, a Johnny C thing.
0: Right. I think a lot of his little character quirks were actually him. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, like, you know how he's always, he does that, like, he always little like, nose brushes, flick brushes thing. the side of his nose. That that was something he, he added to the character. Um, there, there, there are a handful of other things he, he I know he added to the characters, kind of scrubs trivia. Um, but anyway,
2: yep, John C. McGinley,
0: check out John C. McGinley <laughs> in Finn
2: Wolfhard's. No, wait,
0: <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, Finn Wolfhard, he's definitely. I mean, maybe calling him a household name is, is a little over the top. But he's he's pretty well known at this point. So I imagine if this gets some some steam behind it, you'll probably hear more about it.
2: So I would say he has been the, the male breakout star of Stranger Things. Definitely. Yeah. Um,
0: I kind of almost thought it was going to be uh, Gaden M- M- Matarazzo.
2: Oh, yeah. Dustin. Yeah.
0: But he kind of seems like he hasn't
2: really done much. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's really branched out. To do movies or anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, joke, uh, Kiri. Yeah. He's
0: done a handful of things. He's kind of gotten his name out there as far as like the, the core kids. Yeah. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard and, um. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Bobby. Bobby B. Bobby Bobby B.
2: B. (laughs) Uh. I mean, she was in a Godzilla, so. Right. Did
0: you, did you watch that Enola Holmes?
2: Uh, I did. I watch the whole thing. I think so. She's she's, she's
0: funny. She's she's got a good uh, good sense of comedic timing. Yeah. Um, they're making a sequel to that.
2: Are they? Yeah. That is neat.
0: All right. So yeah, uh, keep an eye out on film. Finn Wolfhard's slasher movie. Uh, and if you want to check out Night Shifts, it's on YouTube. So there you go.
1: Peace.
2: So a few years ago, a movie came out from director Ty West called The Sacrament. Uh, It was not so loosely based on the Jonestown Massacre. Yeah, I mean, like, by that, like, almost identical. Yeah, to the point where they were like, well, we can't say Jonestown. Right. But everything else is fair game. (laughs) Uh, That's been pretty much the the most high-profile Jonestown movie, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, without being called directly... Jonestown or having anything directly to do with Jim Jones. Right. Yeah, for sure. You'd think there would have been more considering how, like, drinking the Kool-Aid has become such a cultural phenomenon. Like, yeah. I mean, just, like, that phrase. I mean, I've seen a lot of um, reenactment reenactments,
0: uh, usually on, like, um, there's a show that, that my wife was watching, I think it's called, like, I Escaped a Cult, and I was talking about some people who managed to escape Jonestown. Um, right before, like, I think the day of the the mass suicide wow um, so yeah it's, and uh, the the reenactment portion was a substantial portion of the show so it was almost like watching a movie hmm. um, with like basically cut ins of like real life people doing you know, sit down interviews what is that on I don't recall I, I think it was one of the channels that are owned by like Discovery. I think she was probably watching it on the Discovery Plus app. Mm.
2: So which specific channel it belonged to, I'm not sure. I don't think we have that one. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be getting a, a new feature film based on the Jonestown Massacre. Uh, it's tentative, tentatively titled just Jim Jones. And in talks to play Jim Jones is none other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo! The, yeah, there you go. I going to say, uh. do the thing. Uh, this is being written by Scott Rosenberg, who wrote Venom, according to Deadline. It is the National Geodra- Geographic Channel. So, Is it on Disney Plus? It, it might be. Might have to check that out. I'm um, sure I watched in season two of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Such a good show. <laughs> so, I only watched the first season, but... He's such a
0: weirdo. He is, like, but I, I can't it. get enough of it. <laughs> yeah.
2: like He's like the most adorable kind of weirdo. Yeah. And it's like... Not like a, you know, touching kids weirdo or anything, but sure. just... Well, we know of. That we know of. Hopefully. Oh, then, God. Can not, you imagine? Oh, man. That, that would, would be heartbroken. Fucking break my heart. <laughs> uh, I was texting me last night how he's just like, I'm going to wear... I really like this pattern of jacket, and I really like this pattern of pants. They don't go together, but what the fuck ever. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pair it with a neon yellow shirt with a cartoon bear on it. <laughs> you do you, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Like, fucking get after it, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, Deadline explains, Jones founded the People's Temple in Indianapolis in 1955 and hailed it as a fully integrated congregation promoting Christian socialism. By the 1970s, he openly rejected traditional Christianity and claimed that he was God. He constructed Jonestown in Guyana in 1974 and spurred a following to live with him there as he touted a socialist paradise free from U.S. government oppression. Amid rumors of human rights abuses, the American government sent a delegation led by U.S. Representative Leo Ryan, which there's the tie-in, Leo and Leo, uh, in November 1978. Ryan, along with four others, would eventually be gunned down by Jones's followers. Following the shooting, Jones orchestrated a mass murder-suicide of his followers, which took the lives of 918 commune members, 304 of them children, in an act that entailed drinking flavor aid laced with cyanide. So it wasn't even Kool-Aid. It was Cheapass. knockoff. I drank a lot of Flavor Aid as a kid. I tell you, Kool Aid is a fucking. Uh, well, I don't know how much it is now, but when I was a kid, it was ten cents for a pack of Kool Aid. Yeah, and you just that made a whole pitcher, made a whole yellow plastic pitcher. Did you? Did your grandmother have one of these yellow plastic pitchers? We we had one. <laughs> Everybody fucking <laughs> had one. Uh,
0: no, we bought Flavor Aid. Not not always. We what was that five cents a pack. It was five cents. It was very similar. I mean, in taste. Actually, like, when you come down like, the, the orange flavor, I actually prefer it flavor Um But, yeah, we, we'd get that usually.
2: We'd mix and match. I mean, you just, you take a packet of the Kool-Aid, you put it in the thing, then you put a cup of sugar, then you put just a little more sugar. Just a little bit. <laughs> and then you stir it with your arm. <laughs> Can I help you with that? Please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, no word when this might come out. Uh, but again, Leo is still in talks, So it's not like they're filming anything yet. Tony's texting. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to, it,
0: it's, I said it was, I escaped the cult. That was something else that she watched. I'm trying to find out what it is. Oh, um, yes. Uh, I, I mean, Leo, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs>
2: Like Bill Cosby. Theo! <laughs> Rudy! Um, I think you were thinking Theo, and you said Leo. I mean, he definitely has the
0: ability to disappear into a role. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that he's necessarily, necessarily like a method actor, but he like really p- throws himself into a role. Um, I just don't know the, how much I see him as Jim Jones. No. I mean, I mean a, a wig and a pair of
2: glasses can do a lot, I guess. But, but he, Jim Jones had like that wide jaw that leo doesn't have yeah yeah i don't know he's probably gonna have to wear some kind of prosthetic jaw yeah i guess so um i'm trying to think of who i think would be a more natural pick but nobody really comes to mind I don't know. I can't.
0: Nothing, nothing like, really off top of my head off the top of my head.
2: Rockford when he was younger, probably. Rockford. Yeah, you know, from Rockford. from Rockford Files. Isn't he dead? Well, I, th- I said when he was younger, <laughs> meaning also alive. It's like
0: James Garner. say like, I'm sure he's not talking about James Garner because he's
2: dead. <laughs> Seriously though, like look at look at here's James Garner. Yeah, sure. And there's Jim Jones. Right? Yeah. Yeah, see. So all we gotta do is just dig up James Garner, do some necromancy. Sorry, Leo. I just kicked you out of this movie. <laughs> for a dead guy. <laughs>
0: I, asked, I texted my wife. I said, what's that, gym, what's that show you watched about Jonestown with all the reenactments? She's like, the sacrament? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, maybe she'll tell me. But it is not I Escaped the Cult. Do not. Well, I mean, you can watch that, I guess. But it Just is don't not, watch it expecting Jonestown. Yeah, it is not what, what I said it was. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, a few years ago, at this point, we talked about a sequel to The Bad Seed. Or, sorry, a remake of The Bad Seed, which is a movie from the 50s? 60s?
2: You, well,
0: yeah, one one of a, a
2: long time ago, yeah.
0: 1956. Okay. Um, did you ever end up seeing it? Nope. It was a long time ago. You were, like, you're still living in... The first apartment you guys got, I think, in nineteen fifty six.
2: No, no, no. When we talked about this. Oh, I thought you were being an asshole. Like, you're like you're so old, <laughs> <laughs> old fucking guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, two
0: thousand eighteen. No. Uh, maybe this one: Jonestown terror in the jungle.
2: That might be what it was. Was that really 2018? I feel like it was longer ago than that. When we talked about the making it. Oh. Not
0: necessarily when the movie came out. Oh, I don't know. I don't I, and I, I could be wrong. I just, I feel like I have this memory of us talking about it. Anyway, um, well, they're making a sequel. So there's that. It never goes well when not, they
2: make sequels to remakes. Not,
0: not usually. Um,. Yeah, I can, I can think of a handful that just were not great. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes the, the, the remake is quite good. Maybe even better than the original. Like the Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they make a sequel and it's not great. Nope. Like the Hills, the Hills have, have Eyes, eyes 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, but uh, McKenna Grace is reprising her role as the eponymous character Emma. She, she's the bad seed. The titular, the titular bad, bad seed. Bad
2: seed. Uh, Grace. McKenna Grace. Yes.
0: Uh, who also starred in Annabelle Comes Home and Ghostbusters Afterlife, co wrote the script with her father, Ross Burge, and the 2018. Berge. <laughs>
1: berge. It's all about the Burge
0: um and the 2018 film's writer Barbara Marshall Uh the sequel will follow 15-year-old Emma, a seemingly typical teenage girl who's anything but that, set several years after the murderous events of the first movie which left her father uh dead. Emma is now living with Jeez, her She's spoilers, goddamn. <laughs> well, it's been two four, three, four years, three years. 2018 Yeah. 19,
2: 20, 21 Whatever So now we know Rob Lowe dies in it Fucking can't believe you killed Rob Lowe I literally can't believe
0: (laughs) Holy fuck Um, Emma is now living with her Aunt Angela And navigating hand uh, Hand school Hand stuff (laughs) Uh my wife's been watching Degrassi for what weeks, for weeks now,
2: and you let that happen. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Turn on parental controls. <laughs> but this show, it's like, a, it's like a soap opera. Is it the ones with Aubrey?
0: Yeah, is Aubrey on it? In yeah, his wheelchair. <laughs> he didn't start off on a wheel in a wheelchair. Good. Apparently, his character was supposed to start walking again, but then he left the show. So, all right, well, let's fucking stay in the wheelchair then. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Go
2: wheel your ass out of here.
0: Man, I you know, the show's stupid, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, every time she watches an episode, I'm like,
2: this is the worst school in existence. Never when Jay and Silent Bob were on <laughs> Degrassi?
0: Yeah, I watched it.
2: <laughs> like, they actually, like, they... <laughs> Totally off topic.
0: Um yeah. cares about the bad seat. No. <laughs> uh yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, or I should say Kevin Smith and Jason Mews, they come on the show. Uh, and they are going to be filming a Jay and Silent Bob Go Canadian A, comma A. That's the name of the title. Or, or that's the title of the movie that they're filming. And they want kids from DeGrassi to naturally. be in, naturally to be in the movie um
2: so there's that and they're like not you you're in a wheelchair <laughs> he may have been off the show at that point that's why eh? your mom's in a fucking wheelchair
0: <laughs> um and then later on they come back because jason muse wrote a movie and it's like he, he wrote the movie and it's like his directorial debut uh the story supposedly about his life that takes place in like this musical high school. So it's basically like a high school musical knockoff. And it's like A, I don't think uh Jason Mews would ever write a movie like that. B, I don't think Jason Mews I graduated from high school. <laughs> um and judging by the stories that I've heard about him when he was a kid, like I really doubt that he like had this you know fling with a fucking uh like prom queen. I just really doubt that ever happened Yeah Um. Anyway Yeah fucking Degrassi man That show like never ends It's <laughs> It's been on for so long Or I don't think it's on anymore But it, it ran for so many years And it had Like it probably had like 500 kids Like 500 cast, years, cast members over the years Just this never ending Fucking revolving door Of kids coming and going Out of the show <laughs> Still on, it's still on. Degrassi next class. Oh, they saved by the
2: bell. Dust? Yep. Oh Christ, <sighs> she's probably gonna watch that next. Oh wait, no, that was canceled in two thousand nineteen. Oh, this says is, is a Canadian teen drama, so I mean, mean it, it still exists, I guess. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, anyway, anyway, I, f- I forget even why I brought that up.
2: Uh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. Anyways, uh, whatever.
0: Uh, yeah. Um. Let's see. Emma is navigating high school, hand school. Uh, Angela's husband begins to suspect that Emma may not be as innocent as she appears, and suggests sending her off to boarding school. Meanwhile, a new girl. At school seems to know Emma's secrets Leaving Emma no choice But to slip back into her old ways And take care of her
2: enemies By any means necessary Just It's interesting that, that this is written by McKenna Grace Because she is like actually 15 That's uh She's not like a 23 year old that looks 15 She's
0: That ra- that raises some questions I feel Or should About her upbringing Just her mental state <laughs>
2: Kenneth Grace. The name's so familiar. She's from the Bad Seed, the 2018 remake. Oh. She's also in Annabelle Comes Home yeah, Annabelle. and Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> is this helpful? <laughs> Not even a little.
0: <laughs> uh, her face is familiar. I don't know, maybe if i just seen her... In commercials for something, I don't know. Well, she was in Fuller House. I probably saw her on that, or The Haunting of Hill House. Hmm, that could be. Anyway, um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, even though Hulu keeps trying to fuck us, make fucking make us watch it for the longest time. Hulu, like we'd finish a show, and we're like, all right, next up, Handmaid's Tale. It's like, no. <laughs> And then Castle Rock for the longest time. Like, kept trying to make us watch Castle Rock. I don't want to fucking watch Castle Rock. Take me back to the menu.
2: Mine, every time I watch, like, Always Sunny or I guess Letterkenny 2, and then it's always like, all right, up next, Brooklyn 99. I'm like, I've watched Brooklyn 99. Stop recommending Brooklyn 99. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate, like, I don't know if I talked about this on the show before or not, but. I know I've talked to to, talk to you about it. It's like watching something on Netflix. doesn't matter what, but it ends, and you know, the credits start rolling, and the menu pops up. And it's like, you know, Netflix recommends these titles to watch next. And it's always fucking Squid Game. It's like, it doesn't matter what I'm fucking watching. It could be... You talked about this last episode.
2: Did I actually talk yeah. about it? Oh, okay. Yeah, well... We watched a couple more episodes of Squid Game. Episode two is a slog, man. You know? It's not good. Because it's like, I mean, spoiler alert, they, they leave. Because the, the people vote, and they, they vote that they want to leave, and they don't want to play the game anymore. So they leave, and then we're just like following these people around. And Lynn's like, I don't care. Get back to the squid game. <laughs>
0: yeah. I watched this. I was, I was promised a squid game.
2: Why is it called Squid Game? There's, at the very beginning of the first episode, they talk about, there he played this game as a kid, and the it, it's kind of a hopscotch kind of game where you like the bo- there's a board drawn on the ground and the board resembles a, a squid and so it was called squid game what that has to do with these other games i have no idea but that's where the name comes from board fucking board over here <laughs> what's that what are you doing <laughs> this is boring i'm bored over here um,
0: Louise Archambault from Catastrophe and This Life is This Life. Yes. are not the words. <laughs> I don't know even know what you're doing right now. I was doing That's Life. Oh, yep.
2: But I said This Life, which is this, not those, the those, aren't words. The, those aren't the words, are?
0: I mean, one of one of them is the word, <laughs> but not both. I thought Bird was the word, <laughs> but not the word in that song. <laughs> In fact, the words you're getting wrong are the title of the song. <laughs> uh, what about Louise Archambault? She's gonna direct. Okay. The Bad Seed. I don't know who that is. We're on oh on Lifetime. That's where the first one was. Was it?
2: Yeah. That's where really, did you have you guys watched you? No. It's a good show. I is like it? it. Yeah. Um, it's like. It's like if Dennis Reynolds was a serial killer, right? Which I mean, he is, but <laughs> no,
0: it's actually it's it, it's very similar to Dexter, uh, um, and I feel like they kind of lean into that in in season two and three. Uh, um,
2: I've heard it, it compared to Dennis Reynolds a lot. I don't.
0: I don't. I don't see it.
2: Well, I don't know. That's just what I have seen with my eyeballs, <laughs> <laughs> with my peepers. Um.
0: Anyway. Uh I forget. Yeah, but anyway, you the first season started on Lifetime and then Lifetime canceled it and Netflix picked it up. And now it's like this
2: runaway hit. So it's like you fucked up Lifetime. They canceled it so they could make room for more Christmas movies right. starring Mark Paul Gossler and fucking Dean Cain, Jenna McCarthy and whoever the fuck.
0: I think. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart And what's her face from DJ from Full House Yeah <laughs> Oh, actually, no, you know We're talking more about like Hallmark Channel stuff Lifetime Channel shit
2: They, seriously, oh, they don't do the Christmas movies They do the, oh, this guy raped my brother And <laughs> killed my dog
0: Right They made two movies Two About killer cheerleaders they're not like sequels or anything. Two separate movies with different stories about killer cheerleaders. That's what Lifetime is doing right now. So, there you go. <laughs> and they also have a show about strangers marrying
2: each other. I do like their commercials, though, where they just like completely lean into it. Have you seen those? No. Um, it's, it's like... I'm, I'm gonna botch this terribly but basically somebody like takes out their garbage and they're like oh hey sharon how are you today and she's like don't talk to me i know what you're up to you're hiding bodies in your backyard and you think that if you do this it basically just like runs down all the stereotypical lifetime movie tropes <laughs> it's like at least you guys are turning into the skid yeah recognizing you know what you do yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Anyway. What you do is make the bad seed two on Lifetime in 2022. Brought it back around, and it rhymed. So many rhyming. I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of TV series and Castle Rock, yeah. Thanks for yeah. that setup. Yep. Uh, it was a while ago, but I still said it. <laughs> he, you guys remember when Tony said Castle Rock? <laughs> well, uh, one of the stars of Castle Rock, Lizzie Kaplan, who played um, Misery. What's the character's name? Uh, fucking uh, Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes of Misery. Her name is not Misery. She no. Um, she's she's not the Misery. No. Although there was there was a misery in the movie, right? Wasn't the misery book. is the character the, in the book of the, of the book series? Yeah. Uh But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Fatal Attraction, uh, based on the 1987 film, where a married man's one night stand comes back to haunt him when that lover begins to stalk him and his family. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan is set to star as the female lead, Alex, played by Glenn Close in the movie. So big shoes to fill. Uh, the series explores the timeless themes of marriage and infidelity through the lens of modern attitudes towards strong women, personality disorders, and coercive control. Kathleen plays Alex, who becomes obsessed with her lover after a brief affair. The male role of the lover, Dan, played by Michael Douglas in the movie, is currently being cast. This is being written by Alexandra Cunningham and Kevin Hayes of Dirty John, whatever the fuck that is. That was...
0: Maybe a lifetime show. Of course, actually, it I think it, we brought it back. <laughs> it was, uh, no, it, it, it's actually based on a true story. This woman married this guy, um, who has this, like this, like, the to, to watch the show is not like the storyline is pretty par for the course, but to know that it's like a real, sto- like, real story, that's actually happened to this woman. I mean, obviously. Dramatic, uh, dramatized um, But uh, Like this guy He had like this big Like this really elaborate backstory Where he like Would marry women and steal their money And then like kill them or, And kill their families I think And then just move on to the next one So whatever the male equivalent of a black widow is
2: I guess <clears throat> Brown recluse Sure <laughs> Did you hear the fucking person who was shutting down the set of Rust, where that, um, uh, well, she wasn't a DP cinematographer, got shot by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, the guy who was closing down the set got bit by a brown recluse and is probably gonna lose his arm. Oh fuck! Bad things. Burn that fucking set to the
0: ground because oh, it is cursed. <clears throat> it's like it's a it's a ranch where they film a lot of
2: sh- uh, like movies and yeah. stuff. Burn it down. <laughs> It's just not worth it anymore. Just fucking firebomb
0: it from the sky. It must have been built on like a...
2: Ancient Indian burial ground. ground, <laughs> Looks like it was then on Bravo. Season one was on Bravo. Season two was on USA. Bravo, that's what it was. Uh, It's, which is, I, I think that's the lifetime for gay men, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, it's now on Netflix. It's got quite the cast. Yeah, the first one had... Um, Con- uh, Connie Eric. Britton, Eric Bana, mm-hmm. uh, Juno Temple... Uh Amanda Pete, Christian Slater. Yeah. Uh I,
0: I, I know the, the so there are three seasons total? Two. Two. So yeah, I mean I know the second season was it was a completely different story. Um oh was a true detective kind of thing? I, I guess, yeah. Um yeah, the second season had Amanda Pete. She was like the dirty John, if I recall. Is that like Prostitute John? that kind of john or no his name was john oh eric Bannis' character was was john uh ah. um and i think they just kept the title and did a different story in the second season uh i think there was like a a, a, a subtitle in in was the it, second season
2: was it dirty diana I, probably not Dirty Diana. <laughs> That's an underrated michael jackson song <laughs> Um, yep. Fail Attraction.
0: I could I could see Lizzie Kaplan is that playing that role? Sure. I mean, playing Annie Wilkes. Uh, I haven't actually seen that a second was the second season of Castle Rock. Um just cuz I was so fucking bored to tears by the first season. <laughs> um but I've heard that she plays Annie Wilkes very well. Um but if she so if she, I mean she carries that role well. Then I can imagine she could play this role pretty, pretty uh, efficiently. Sure. Yeah, I
2: mean she's talented. She is. She is talented. I I know. That's why I said it. I yeah, know. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> I think uh, Castle Rock really kind of lost me when they decided to cast Jane Levy as Jack Torrance. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, I don't think she was actually
2: Jack Torrance. Was not she supposed to be, like, a descendant or something? I don't fucking know. I think that's what it was. was, But she was Jackie Torrance. Something.
0: Fucking yawn. (laughs) That was the first season, right? I believe so. Yeah. Man, I was, like, so looking forward to that. And I tried to stick with it for so long. I was like, this is not going anywhere. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Favorite Lizzie Kaplan role? I don't know. Mean Girls. I forgot she was in that. No, it's not Mean Girls for me. It's Party Down. I don't recall. I haven't watched enough of that. Was she a recurring character? Yeah, she was like uh, Adam Scott's love interest. Oh, okay. I <clears throat> At the beginning of the season, she was married? Yeah, she was married. Then she ends up getting divorced, and then her and, uh, her and Ben Wyatt start hooking up. She's a comedian. She's like stand-up comedian. Mm. I mm-hmm, mean, mm-hmm. show. It's a good show.
0: So good it couldn't last.
2: <laughs> it's on Hulu.
0: It's an HBO show, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or No, yeah. It, it, was, it was HBO. Okay. Um No, probably I don't know, maybe Cloverfield, I guess.
2: Mm. Mm. Yes.
0: I mean, I haven't watched Masters of Sex, but she shows her boobies in there, so maybe that. So I hear.
2: (laughs) I have also not watched it. It's of little interest to me, I guess. I forgot she played Jess's sister on New Girl. Oh, yeah. Freaks and Geeks. She was good in Freaks and Geeks.
0: Let's talk about Lizzie Kaplan's career.
2: Let's shall. Orange County.
0: I do not remember her in there. Me neither. Maybe she's like a side character or something.
2: Anyway. anyway All right. So instead we're of talking about her past. We're talking about her future, which is Fatal Attraction. Right. Brought it back. Yeah. I, I, mean, re- I reeled it in.
0: And I mean, if she... Like, Glenn Close's character in that is fucking unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> so if she, can, if, she, if she can bring that energy... I mean, it's Glenn Close. It's hard to... Like you, like you said It's a big shoe to fill But if she can If she can bring that Fucking Like insane energy Then you could have Something good going Alright um, So that's it for our business guys It was a A long process But we made it
2: <laughs> We went off topic Once or twice So many times <laughs> I think
0: probably At least once on every story <laughs> And not not just like, hey, by the way, just fucking tangents,
2: <laughs> like we're doing right now. Um, I didn't even get into my wheelchair tangent. I was that was in my head when we were talking about Degrassi. <laughs>
0: um, apparently, apparently it's Degrassi. I always say Degrassi, but it's Degrassi, and my wife has corrected me multiple times. What did I say? You said
2: Degrassi. Did I? Okay. Uh, but it's like I don't fucking care (laughs) this show like, start start calling it DeGracy, just to really fuck her like
0: I'm I'll be sitting there I mean barely paying attention to the show but like enough to pick up on what's going on it's like if this school was in a real school district it would get shut down because the school district would say hey this this
2: is a problematic school and it needs to go (laughs) people get shot high schools in most shows isn't it be like Bayside probably would have been. I mean, I guess, but something tragic and fucked up is happening like every episode.
0: <laughs> it's it's like a fucking episode of SVU or something. I mean, not necessarily like rapes and shit like that, but like just it, it, it's like watching all the different Law and Orders like like one every day, and like this is what goes on in my school. Like fucking teen pregnancies, people getting shot fucking students fucking teachers uh
2: dogs and cats living living together together. (laughs) um anyway well it's just school's out bum bum
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so before we get sidetracked any further let's talk about some movies All right, so uh, this episode
2: was kind of thrown together. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the original plan had any rhyme or reason. No. Sometimes we do episodes where we're like, oh, we're going to do, uh, you know, two werewolf movies, or, you know, usually that's October, but every usually. once in a while we'll, we'll have an episode where we're like, these two movies kind of go together, or yeah. maybe they have the same director or the same actor in them. Right. Um. But a lot of times we just kind of go, oh, these two movies just came out. That's that's what our show has been primarily.
0: I mean, like historically. Yeah. It's just like, hey, these movies came out recently. Let's talk about those. Right. And then we kind of got into this like, it's like, we you know, we do Octoberama. And that was kind of like our time to talk about older movies. Um, and then just over the years, it's like, hey, you know can't necessarily think of a of a second movie here so let's just pick something out of the out of the vault and and throw it on there but yeah then there are cases like this where it's just like hey these two movies came out recently let's
2: talk about those like I guess <laughs> yeah, originally we were gonna do last night in Soho this episode um <clears throat> but since that's coming out on digital this Friday we're like well let's just wait yeah. Uh so it'd be not next episode but episode after that, right? Right. You'll find out why later. We got we got plans mm-hmm. for oh, next episode.
0: Oh, you'll find out. You'll see. <laughs> you'll, all you'll see. see. <laughs> um anyway, so yeah, this episode we're going to be talking about a movie called Layer and also the newest entry into the paranormal activity series
2: uh Next
0: Paran- of Kin Next of Kin
2: um I was where did you find Lair? I'd never heard of it before you put it on the list. I think probably like upcoming horror movies or something. Yeah. That's
0: if I can't think of something or if I don't already have something in my head, that's
2: usually where yeah, I go. Yeah, same here. Um yeah, this one had flown under my radar. Yeah. Anyway, uh which one do you want to talk about, Taylor? Uh I mean since we're already on the subject, let's talk about Lair. Okay. <laughs>
1: Mr. Caramel. We booked through the website. Fifth floor, come on up. Wow. It's like a princess castle. <laughs> Not too shabby at all. You guys need anything? No I am right across the hall. we will try to keep the noise down. Oh, no, you scream your lungs out. We're the only ones in the building. Watching you. Watching you. Watching you. Something's got you spooked. The doll. I'll call her Amy. That voodoo thing. We dump one item in the apartment. We can
2: monitor this place from one of the other apartments.
1: One, two, three. Anything supernatural happens, I'll record it. Did you hear that?
3: Something happened in that house.
1: We have to get out of here, all of us. You brought that thing into my house.
0: All right, so layer. Is a film from director slash writer uh, Adam Ethan Crow, which I thought was Cameron Crow's kid, but that's not who that is. Okay. (laughs) Just so you know. He. uh, That's Curtis Wilson Crow. There you go. um, He has a very uh, short career. Um, I mean, in in that he do, he hasn't done many things. Um, he did like he has two short films, a TV movie, and what is this? Something called the Conversation. Okay, I'm not familiar with. Anyway, so he, he has a very limited career at this point. Um but uh, yeah, so uh this movie layer it it has a couple people in it that are you know recognizable but not necessarily like superstars, you know we have Oded Fair who you would know f- probably probably from the mummy or possibly uh deuce Bigelow <laughs> um. He's in the movie for five minutes.
2: Yeah, And that cold open, and that's it. They never go back to him.
0: Yeah. Um, the next person you probably might recognize is Corey Johnson. He's also in the Mummy, actually. <laughs> um, but aside from that, this—at least for me—this was a cast of relatively unknowns. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even recognize uh, those two. Yeah.
2: Um. Anyway, but yeah. So layer. So is Adam Ethan Crowe just like a big fan of The Mummy? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, if, I mean, he probably could have gotten Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I mean, probably. I feel like he's not doing much these days. Um,
0: anyway, so yeah. Okay, so Lair takes place in uh, in London town. <laughs> um, and uh, it focuses on... well. Okay, so it starts out... With uh Oded Fair playing uh Ben Dollaride which I, I don't like he, he's Middle Eastern, like I don't think his name would maybe be Ben Dollaride <laughs> Um anyway, uh he's sitting in a jail cell and like this is like a cold open, like Taylor said. Don't know why he's sitting there. But in walks uh his partner, we find out, um Stephen Caramore,
2: uh, played by Corey Johnson. Man, yeah. I thought they were calling him Caramel for most
0: S- of the movie. <laughs> Several times it sounded like that. And, uh, and, like, I had to turn on the captions uh, during this opening scene because they were whispering. And, I like, even with the volume up, I couldn't tell what the fuck they were saying. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Caramore comes to visit uh, Ben in his jail cell. Uh, and actually, this, is, this isn't actually the opening scene. Fuck. I'm, <laughs>
2: keep backpedaling here. It's not?
0: No, it opens up with uh, a woman crawling across the floor of her home. She is badly beaten. She's bleeding from the head. Um, and she's crawling on the floor and basically pleading with whoever to you know, leave her alone, you know, not, not to hurt her and this and that. Um, we see the, we see a, a head of us of a little statuette, um, which we see late, like can't really get a good glimpse of it at the time, but later on, it looks like it might be like a statue
2: of, of Virgin Mary. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you never really get a, a good look at it, but yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, you get a plain enough look at it but it's like as far as identifying exactly what it is I it looks like virgin mary but maybe it's something else I don't know
2: it could be a different saint or something yeah
0: um anyway so yeah but this this statue is is dripping with blood so it's been used to beat this woman severely um whoever this is approaches her and just kind of gives her one final clubbing Um, And we see uh, a young boy trying to escape the house, searching for a key to the front door. And just as he finally sees it or finds it and gets the door open, whoever this is gets a hold of him and slams the door shut. And that's kind of our our opening here. Um, Jump to Ben and Steven in in the jail. Um, Ben has at this point we've been made aware that that opening was him killing his wife and son, like just brutally beating them to death. Um, and he is maintaining the position that it wasn't him. He wasn't in control
2: of his, uh, the shaggy defense, the what? The shaggy defense, shaggy defense. It wasn't me. Ah, I got it. Like the song.
0: Right. Um, yeah, he, he maintains that he was not controlling of his own actions; that he was being possessed by something. Um, we find just through their conversation that Caramore and and Ben are paranormal investigators, but they're con men. They that's redundant. Huh? That's redundant. Sure. I mean, but in that they don't believe their own bullshit, which again may be redundant, but who knows. I think I think some paranormal investigators legitimately believe this bullshit. <laughs> anyway, um, so they've made a career out of um, convincing people that possessed items are are, are cursing them or, or something. Um, and apparently, Ben had one of these things in his home. Uh, we come to find out later that it was the statue it was a, was a cursed object. <clears throat> um. And despite not believing in any of this and thinking it's all ridiculous bullshit, Ben believes that he was possessed by something living inside this statue um that basically forced him to kill his wife and and son. And Caramore is basically saying that I can't believe you're buying into this bullshit. You know, we for so long we we you know took advantage of these rubes. You know, pray. I mean, he's essentially confessing to being a, a fucking con artist. <clears throat> but he said, "You know, we never believed this shit, and now you're telling me that you think that a, you were possessed by a demon." Um, and he's like, "You know what? I, I can't listen to this. I'll help you, however I can, but I I I can't make any promises that it's going to do any good." So he leaves the jail, and he's he's intercepted by Ben's. Lawyer, I guess. Yeah. Or barrister, because it's English. It's a London. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he just says, oh, good, it's Ben's hack. <laughs> right. Um, And she basically says that, she, uh, she, she's saying that she, she knows what he did, that he, like, he knows that, she knows that he is a con man, but at the same time he knows that the statue, this cursed object, was... Put in Ben's home by Car- uh, Caramore. Um, and Caramore's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I gave it to him as a gift. It was a fucking... You know, I was using it as a doorstop in my house. Um, it's 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 a piece of wood. It's it's meaningless. Um, and basically, this attorney saying that, you know, we were trying to create a defense where... That, uh, you know, Ben was unable to control himself that he was not in in control of his own actions that he was in fact possessed by something um and so caramore is like i don't i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and just bails out this is Uh, when he gives the line about the rock right yeah he's 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 full of quips man oh man and that's honestly that's what was driving me fucking insane the entire movie just so many fucking one-liners it's like, is this an episode of CSI Miami or something? <laughs> I, um, and like, I, I'll get into that later. Um, he, so, without really telling anybody, except for this guy he works with, um, whose name I didn't even catch, Um, Ola, is that his name? <clears throat> this guy who, um, he seems like he might be like... Uh, I don't know, either African or maybe Caribbean, um, of one sort or another. Maybe like Haitian or something. Um He is kinda like his his fixer almost. Um his his muscle man and he uh he comes in and they are they've decided that the way they're gonna help Ben is to prove that these cursed items are just Things that there are no curses attached to them, there are no demons, nothing, um, and that's how they're going to prove. Or no, sorry. How would that help him? <laughs> sorry, you're right. The, the exact opposite. They're trying to supposedly prove that these items proof are a curse.
2: in air quotes, right? Because yeah, uh, Caramore says, you know, he's like, we've been doing this Paramore par- paramor, paranormal activity shit for so long. Like, let's just fake it one more time, right? Yeah. So he's got. He's, he has set
0: up shop in this house. So what they had to find out is his dead uncle? his dad. Okay, so his dead father. Um, It's like... It's like an apartment building. Yeah. Was, yeah, or just a series of yeah, flats or, or something. Yeah. Um, but it was owned by his father who has passed away. And now I think it's like being
2: sold or demolished but because Ola said i thought that place was condemned right and i I never figured out if it actually was condemned yeah i don't know i mean but
0: they did some work around the building to make it look hospitable livable yeah yeah um particularly in this one apartment because they have rented out an apartment i didn't get if it was like a like an actual like lease i got the impression it was an airbnb situation Uh, that's what i thought um but they seemed really settled into this place for being a short-term rental,
2: so I, I really couldn't get a grip on it. Yeah, and it was like it was interesting because mm-hmm. I mean, you, I'm sure you'll get to this later, but they, they put a doll in in one of the rooms. Yeah, to that be like their creepy artifact, and the little girl like takes it out when they go out to the parade, and Karen uh, Moore chases him down. He's like, "I need that back," and they're like, "You're being an asshole." And I'm like, "You fucking stole his shit." Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, so the the people that, that have rented this
0: apartment are, it, it's a, a, a same-sex couple and one of the woman's children. Right. Um, they have, what? The, so what, the one with the children has just recently gotten divorced and she's in her, basically her first lesbian relationship. And I think is just kind of a, a way to get away from it all. They decide to take a trip to London, um, and this is where they're renting this apartment. I think I don't know if there was actually their plan to go to the Pride Parade, but that is ultimately one of the things they do. Um, just get out and see the sights, blow off some steam. Um, what are their names? The, the The women are Maria and Carly. Children are.
2: Joey is the, the older one. She's like a teenager. Right. And then Lily is the the daughter, the child, the right. small baby person. The child this is the small person. <laughs> um, it's weird. She, she's not even in little. No, I don't see her anywhere. Huh. Strange.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So they're the apartment, and
2: she's this last one that doesn't have a name attached to it. Laura Mount could be.
0: Um, Yeah, so they've rented this apartment from Caramore, who has basically set this up as an elaborate ploy to construct this paranormal occurrence to prove that Ben was possessed by this object. He also somehow managed to get this statue back. He, Shouldn't that be evidence? I would think. And even at one time, uh, Ola asks Karamor, "How did you get that back?" Doesn't answer. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, I mean that—that's a little bit of a plot hole. A little but, bit. But who's counting? Um. So he um. Yeah, so this, okay, so they've, they've set up this elaborate camera system throughout the apartment um, so they can monitor. I mean, that's not, that shit's like not admissible in court unless the, it's different in England. I don't know. But um, anyway, they, uh, so yeah, the, the this family moves into this apartment um, for however long. And uh, Caramor just sits in his adjacent apartment. Staring at these monitors all, all day and night. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, that, that's kind the,
2: the, the, the of... Jerking off. Just breathing and jerking <laughs> off. As you do. Um, it's like at one point... Um, what are the names? Carly and... Uh, Carly and Maria. Carly and Maria start making out and, you know, undressing. Getting ready for the lovemaking and they it pans over to Caramore in the other room just like all right <laughs> oh yeah and like there's something happens and he like looks at something else and he's just like all right back to this <laughs> and i'm just waiting for just like fap 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 <laughs> yeah I like this sound cuz even
0: though it doesn't actually sound like that when you masturbate <laughs> that's always the sound they use in movies right
2: just like you can pick up a sword off a of Wooden table and it'll go shing. Right. <laughs> if
0: you touch metal, it makes that <laughs> noise. Um. Anyway. Uh, let's see what's important. Um, yeah, like like Taylor said, uh, the little girl Lily, she gets attached to this doll, which is just like this creepy porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. Um, that they strategically placed. To draw interest um and I, th- I think it's supposed to be i think all these items that they put in the house are items that they'd used in old cases so these are legitimately cursed ob- objects supposedly um so this I, I think that's probably why he wanted the doll back so bad because it was an actual supposedly cursed item um anyway uh yeah, Lily, she gets this attachment to the doll, um, and it disappears from the apartment one day um, while, while the family goes out. And yeah, Caramore chases him down the street. Says, hey, I need that doll back. And yeah, Maria's like, well, she's kind of gotten attached to it, so maybe we we'll give it back later. And it's like, no, that is mine. <laughs> yeah. And it belongs back in the apartment. Where do you found it?
2: It's like fuck your kid. Like I can't just go to an Airbnb and be like, I'm taking this toaster. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Like don't worry, I'll bring it back.
0: But right now, I'm just gonna take it. Um.
2: <laughs> it's like, and then when the guy approaches you, you're just like, no, it's my toaster now. <laughs> you're being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So the girl like freaks out, or he he, I think he snags the doll
0: back from her. And the girl just takes off into this crowd because they're at a pride parade. And yeah, both of the women call him an asshole. It's like, you're fucking... You stole from him. Degenerate child took my doll. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so they come back to the apartment and there is... I mean, you can tell that Maria, um, she's very being very affected by her divorce she like even though she's in this loving relationship with uh Carly who is trying to be like her almost like her sherpa into into a same sex relationship she's being very patient with her but at the same time she's clearly losing patience with her yeah um because she's having to be the one that's constantly reassuring her that you know, oh yes, you're beautiful. You know, you're, you're. I still love you. All this kind of stuff, constantly reassuring her. Meanwhile, having to play mother to these two.
2: I mean, children. How do you, how do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you solve a problem like Maria? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a West Side Story guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you knew what it was from. I mean, it was a song about Maria, so I just assumed it was West Side Story. <laughs> I know one song from my Side Story. Well, I only know it because it was on Seinfeld. So they... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I know two songs from my Side Story. Feel- oh, it's from Sound of Music. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. Well,
2: whatever. Okay. Um, it was the episode where they w- were sneaking into the girl's apartment to steal her the tape from her um, answering machine. And George wanted to use that as the clue when she was coming, because he was going to sing How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria. <laughs> God, I don't remember that. Uh, lemon tree, lemon tree, tippy toe! <laughs> I'll yell tippy toe. Tippy toe? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so among the, the animosity in this family, because um, I mean, Carly is having, to, like I said, trying having to like basically prop up Maria, who's this very con- controlling and domineering mother. Like, you know, Carly likes to, 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 to do a little smoking. a <laughs> boo. <Schmocky-boo. laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she constantly gripes, like <laughs> Carly's a grown woman. And fucking Maria is like mothering her like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. It's, you know, it's, it's disgusting, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, she's basically doing the same shit to to Joey, who's probably what, 16, 17. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like she goes off on Joey for talking to a boy. Yeah. Uh, because they got kicked out of a restaurant and they smoke. My God. My God. What will the neighbors say? Um, so while all this is going on, we have Caramore in in the n- next department over watching all this go down and jerking off. <laughs> and one night as he's watching Lily sit there with the doll or does she have the teddy bear at this
2: point? I think she has the teddy bear at that point.
0: Okay. So yeah, Caramore took the doll back and because she, Lily was in such a bad mood, he wanted to send a peace offering and gives her a teddy bear we find out that teddy bear actually has a camera in it but that's later on yeah um uh so yeah she's sitting there with the teddy bear in her in her room on on like a oriental rug and as caramore's sitting there watching her he sees the rug start to pull under the bed as if something's under the bed, pulling the rug towards, towards the bed. And Cameron's just like, what the fuck? And then like in, in, you know, a blinking you miss it moment. He sees this black hand swipe out from underneath the bed, uh, to, to try and like grab it at Lily. Um, whatever it is, just barely nicked her, her back. Um, so there there this is when we get the first inkling that this is not all just a ploy that something is legitimately happening uh, you know, of a paranormal or demonic uh, sort entity um, and even care more like he's trying to he's trying to convince himself that he he didn't see what he just saw um. And uh, because, you know, he, like earlier in the movie when he was giving Ben shit for, for buying into the, the the nonsense that they've been sell, spewing to people over the years. Now he's trying to convince himself not to believe it. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, stuff like this starts happening. And, you know, we see just this continual breakdown of this little, this family unit. Um, and Caramor, uh, he just gets more and more. Like, not even just so much like an investigator. He's like he's just kind of turning into this voyeur. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, I, I guess that's those are the the important parts of the movie. And it, we we uh, the, like I said, the, the the family unit kind of starts to just decay. Um, and you know, more and more of these paranormal happenings are are, are occurring. And at one point, we Maria's in a bath, and she, like, classic movie or a horror movie scene, she pops up out of the bath and opens her eyes, and, you know, bam, demons right there. But as soon as she screams and wakes herself up out of her dream or whatever it was, it's, of course, gone. So a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Plot-wise, that's I think that's the important stuff. Yeah.
2: Without spoiling it. Uh, what do you think, Taylor? It's not bad. Yeah the uh, the demon is clearly a ripoff of They Reach. <laughs> Dude, I thought the same <laughs> thing. I'm like, hmm,
0: a, a spooky black demon wandering around. Where have we seen that before?
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just a lot of kind of, you know, like making you think that there's a demon, and then oh, it's a dream, or. It's you know something else. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Until it, I mean, not really a spoiler, but surprise. There actually is a demon. Yeah. I kind of, kind of knew it. I think.
0: Yeah. It like if it was trying to if it, at any point with the movie it was trying to convince us that there wasn't actually a demon that it could just be, you know that that Ben went crazy, that whole. Part was like fucking telegraphed yeah so at at no point did i think that there could have been some kind of
2: misunderstanding
0: i just always just assumed there
2: was a demon well yeah because his attorney or whatever she is she you know says she says he was a a pillar of the community or something and Mm -hmm. yeah which I mean, yeah, that's the kind of shit you hear in true crime documentaries, but at the same time, like when they say it in a movie, it's like, oh, clearly there's something going on. Yeah. Like, kind of a mini spoiler, but they're, uh, Joey invites these new friends over, which I wasn't the. Joe Joe Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joey! Joey Jojo!
2: <laughs> um, was it the boys from the restaurant? Yeah. Okay. So there's the boys from the restaurant and one of their. There's Uh, They're they're
0: like backpackers.
2: Yeah, she invites them over because Maria and Carly go out on a date, and they're you know they're hanging out, they're (laughs) smoky (laughs) beer, and uh, two of them go off to you know touch each other's genitals, and (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's soft. And the the demon comes out and kills him, and obviously you know Joey freaks out, and uh, also more uh, in like like more in line with
0: they reach, it's very swift and very off screen. Yeah, all the kills, which which I mean that's just a budget thing. Yeah, no, it definitely
2: is, but it's just funny because it's it's
0: almost identical the stuff we're seeing in
2: the Yeah. Reach. It's like Joey freaks out and she like you know she runs in there and she sees the blood and she spills or slips on the blood, gets blood all over herself, and goes over and starts banging on uh, Caramore's door, and he's just like,
1: Nobody is home.
2: <laughs> uh, so she goes to the police, and the police come back, and the whole place is just cleaned up. The beds are made, there's no blood anywhere, all this stuff. And the cop finds a little, little roach, and he's just like well, this would explain some things. <laughs> and I fucking hate when movies do this. Like weed does not make you hallucinate. No. <laughs> Unless it's got something in it. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was like, "Hmm, angel dust," you know? <laughs> like <laughs> You know what this stuff does to kids? Yeah. I just thought that scene was ridiculous. Cuz they always do that shit in movies where like this they were smoking weed, so clearly they were crazy. And then he was just like, but it's no big deal. We're just going to let you off with a warning.
0: Yeah, he says, well, I mean, this is, well, like Maria starts losing her shit because, you know, how dare her child smoke weed? Yeah. And the cop's just like, hey, you know, it's not enough to, you know. Fuck Give her up, a record. Yeah, fuck yeah.
2: up her record. So just chill. <laughs> Smoking a doobie joint head. <laughs> um, And. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that does not agree with me. <laughs> That's Nat Faxon, isn't it? Yep. Oh my God. Um God, everybody's in that movie.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, so for me, I thought the dialogue in this was awful. It's pretty bad. Just this is like first draft shit, and like like I said, all the fucking one liners, almost every word out of Caramore's mouth is a one liner. Yep. Like nobody talks like that. No. It's like maybe they talked like that in like 40s cop drama <laughs> movies and stuff. But sorry, that's not how people talk in real life. And like I feel like even it's 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 a fine art to writing dialogue because you can't just write how people actually talk. Because the way people talk in real life doesn't hold enough interest on
2: screen. Mm-hmm.
0: But then, at the same time, you can't go over the top and write like how people would talk in like you know a play s- a stage play. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, there's a fine art to it, to, to finding that middle ground where it's it's real enough to where you say, yeah, in your head, you're, yeah, people talk like that, but it, when you really analyze it, it's it's dramatized. And this, I feel like, was trying really hard to sound how people talk, but just completely missed the mark. <laughs> um, and I mean, the, the worst defender in the movie and this, I, I don't blame this on Corey Johnson at all. Like his performance was, was fine. Just the dialogue was not great. Um, I don't understand why you would write an entire character like that um he he's felt fake it's like and I mean you're trying to find him you see him as like an integral part to the story, but all his dialogue looked you know was like something that could be written on a napkin, you know, yeah, so and it seemed like i said I think he was definitely the worst defender because the rest of the dialogue for the rest of the characters was not that bad i mean it was still not great, but it wasn't that bad, yeah, so. Um. Uh. yeah
2: for me the whole story seemed kind of recycled can we talk about how Maria Engel is played by an actress named Aislinn Death <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think her family name is actually Death and she just put the hyphen there
2: the <laughs> uh, apostrophe there to to, to class it like up. I expected it to be like I saw it in the credits and I was like her last name is death <laughs> i expect this to be some like suicide girl looking character like, <laughs> like i exclusively do horror movies because my name is aceland
0: death i was born into this <laughs> no she actually looked she looked really familiar and i just could not i looked i mean i'm looking at her uh imdb page and like i still don't see anything i recognize so i don't know who i thought she looked like but
2: it was bugging me the entire movie. Like, it do... looks super different on her IMDb page. She she's does. got platinum blonde hair, whereas in this, she has red hair. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, on her IMDb page, she actually looks like um, a, a younger version of the
2: um, lady from. Ted Lasso? Lasso. <laughs> Waddingham. I can't remember her first name. R- I was going to say Rebecca, but that's her character's name. That's her name. character's name, yeah. Heather? Hannah. Hannah. Close. I was close.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. The whole movie felt real clunky, and you know, it's it's a single location, which you know is is undoubtedly because of budget reasons, but um, or I should say, it's pr- predominantly single location. Uh, why is it called Lair? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know something? I mean, this is just a small thing, but so the only people in the building are Caramore and this this family. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, every time that they're in the hallway or the stairwell, you can see that the elevator is moving. Like somebody's constantly calling the elevator somewhere. I didn't notice. Yeah, it's like, where the fuck is that elevator going? <laughs> and like, at only only one time when I see it moving, does somebody actually like stop and get in the elevator? And it's like at, at the end of the
2: movie. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice that. But that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that was done on purpose or just because where they were filming, it was an active elevator. I I would almost guess it was that, but who knows? Um, demons don't take stairs. <laughs> Apparently not.
0: <laughs> anyway um, I don't know yeah like I said the, I mean the the acting was fine um, it was shot well I wasn't a big fan of the, the lighting the lighting seemed like it was just I mean I know a lot of it takes place at night but the lighting was a little too dim and unbalanced for me hmm. just uh, it, not not that it uh, the parts that were lit not that they were hard to see it just didn't look very professional to me i guess it looked kind of amateurish i mean i i I don't know who worked on this film these could be people that have been working in
2: film for 30 years but to me that's how it looked um not a lot of effects but the ones that were there were, were decent
0: yeah i mean there's a lot of like like I said, a lot of the kills are off screen. Yeah, um,
2: or they're like literally super fast; you don't even see them.
0: Yeah, you know, and and the quick glimpses we get of the actual demon, kind of cool looking. Yeah, it's like this, um, basically like a like a cloud of black smoke with with teeth,
2: <laughs> but not like Lost. That's literally the monster, in Lost is is he's the smoke monster, it's, it's just a black cloud of smoke with teeth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh
0: I guess this one has arms as well and claws for scratching.
2: Yeah, maybe it doesn't have teeth. Anyway, those are those are my thoughts. Anything else to add? Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I I thought it was decent. It, I mean, it's a little slow at parts. Um, I I, I will say I had to
0: watch the opening like f- five minutes. About five times. Really? Yeah, just because I'm like... Because I knew I had to talk about it. This this was, this was my film on the list, so I had to make sure that I was paying attention. And it's like, in those five minutes, I, I kept losing attention. <laughs> so I had to keep backing it up. Like I said, I had to turn the captions on so I could actually understand what the hell they were saying. Um, and yeah, I'm like, man. And by, honestly, by the end... Like my, my wife can confirm this. I so was just like, oh my God, please just get this over
2: with. The end of the movie?
0: Yeah. Like the last like 15 minutes of the movie, I was just like, please
2: just finish. <laughs> it's like a bad sexual partner. The end of the movie is kind of weird too because it, it kind of does these flashback things and you can never really tell what's real time and what's a flashback. Yeah, it got it got a little confusing. Yeah,
0: there there definitely yeah overlaps.
2: Um, because all I mean, of a sudden, like somebody that you thought was dead would be talking, and you're like, right. "Wait, what's going on?"
0: Yeah, and like you know, at the end, it's like you know there are people characters. I won't well, I don't get into who just to avoid any real spoilers, but you know there are characters that are dead at the end. And the cops are investigating, and they're like, Well, where's so and so? Like, well, we don't know. We haven't seen, you know, seen any sign of them. And then, yeah, when it goes to one of these flashbacks, that's when you see what happened to this person. So I will give credit where credit's due. They didn't leave any loose strings hanging. Um, even, even they, they talk about at the end um,
2: Ben getting a retrial. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I thought it was it was okay. It definitely, um, you know, wasn't top of the line, but for being what I assume was a very small budget movie, uh, I thought it did pretty well. Um, like I said, not a lot of effects, not, but you know, there there's some decent blood effects. Um, yeah, I mean, m- modest. Yeah, like I said, it's it's nothing major. There's no big gore or anything, but the. Um, the kills are they don't look hokey yeah they look low budget Uh, yeah definitely but not hokey yeah
0: so um yeah i thought i thought it was okay all right well what are we thinking for numbers i'm thinking four Yeah, I think I'll probably say that too I was dancing between a 3 and a 4 I think 3 might be a little harsh But, I don't know I was having a real hard time getting past the dialogue Because when it wasn't bad, it was boring Yeah it's just like, man In a movie that's so slow-paced If it doesn't have interesting dialogue It's like, what am I even watching this for? Yeah So anyway so that's uh that's layer it's it's on on demand um I mean you have to pay for it but yeah if, if, if <laughs> I know we did a real real shining um review of it but if you want to watch it it's what five bucks I think
2: it was four on Google so okay whatever or no it was it was five for HD oh, okay four for standard you just watch everything standard no I watched it in HD okay Uh, All right, up next is Paranormal Activity 12 or whatever the fuck. I don't know where we're at. Um, uh, Colon, next of kin. All right, whenever you're ready.
1: We are shooting a documentary because I am about to meet my first biological relative. She's Amish. I'm not. I am not Amish.
2: We are humbled and grateful to have our sister Margot return to us.
1: <laughs> I've always hoped that I could meet you all, so this is a really special moment for me. Hey, mind if I film you for a moment? Uh, oh, hey! Oh hey uh, oh. I like your doll. What's her name? Yeah... You know, that was my mom's name. She used to live here a long time ago. She's still here. What did she say? Whoa. Why would they build a church all the way back here? What is that?
0: The demon Asmodeus was trapped inside a chosen woman of God. This
1: has happened before. What the hell? From my mom? You can't have me and my baby? I know every Amish family within a 50 mile area. They ain't Amish. Jesus, we are coming. Jesus, we are coming. Christus schont die ganze Erde Jesus Pferdhorn Christus schont die ganze Erde Oh my god Are you sure about this I have to know
2: All right, uh, so yeah, this is the next chapter in the Paranormal Activity Saga. Uh, I, I I think, earnestly, this is number eight? Seventh. Seventh? Yep. Okay. Uh, So, of course, since this is a Paranormal Activity movie, it's found footage. But it's sort of. It's professional found footage because we're following... Uh, Margot, who is filming a documentary about meeting her birth family, right? Uh, she has her friend Chris, who is a cameraman, uh, along with her. In the beginning, we are introduced to them. They're sitting at a Denny's, waiting on uh, her family member. Next I don't think Ken. Uh, I don't think they ever said how they were related. Uh, Cousins, maybe. I feel like cousin. That that sounds right.
0: Let's see.
2: Uh, but his name is Sam. He shows up in a, in an Uber, and Chris is making fun of him because he's trying to pay for the Uber with cash. Yeah. And we come to find out that he is um, Amish. Mm-hmm. Did did you get a
0: did you did you figure out where this was supposed to take place? It was
2: apparently filmed in Buffalo, but I don't know if there are. Go any. go Buffalo! <laughs> um, you know, I just kind of assumed, like, I mean, Amish country, Pennsylvania, I or something like that. Pennsylvania, but I mean, it could be like Ohio, I guess. Yeah, I um, guess they never really specify. Yeah, but it's definitely it's takes place in Amish country. It's not like they're like an Amish family in New York or something. Like, yeah,
0: unless it actually takes place in Buffalo, in which case, I mean, maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're. Any Amish communities in I, I New don't York. know.
2: I mean they're well, I don't know. I don't know. Um but uh Sam is on his Rumspringer.
1: Rumspringer <laughs> I took Woo-hoo! a wicked digger
2: <laughs> Um Yeah, Bish, what's your problem? <laughs> God I thought that movie was gonna be so bad. <laughs> and, it, and it just isn't it. It should have been back. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Sam says, you know, I can take you back to our farm. The, the Baylor farm, right? Is that how it was pronounced? Baylor By, so, bar yeah. We'll say Baylor. He says, you know, I can take you back there and introduce you to the rest of the family. Um. so they meet up with Dale their sound guy who's a fucking weirdo he's <laughs> a fucking goofball problem I keep hearing popping oh yeah I just heard that should I stop I mean, I don't know what's causing it. Um so they go to the farm and Samuel or yeah, Samuel's dad, uh Jacob is Sarah, who knows Sarah? I think that's a typo. Sarah is her mother. Oh, okay. Well then Jacob is the is Sam's grandfather. Uh, yes, correct. He basically tells them no. <laughs> He's like, we don't need an English here. Right. And so Sam is like, sorry, bye. (laughs) And
0: they get to this hotel and everybody's like, so you didn't think to let them know we were coming?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, they're Amish. Like, I couldn't call them. (laughs) Yeah. But then this uh, young boy pokes his head in the window of the bathroom and sam was just like oh eli and he's like hello
0: <laughs> but he's rajit
2: of <laughs> of course since it's a paranormal activity movie it goes ah! <laughs> but then sam was just like oh that's just eli he's a scamp and so they take eli home and i, I guess to thank them for bringing eli home uh jacob says they can stay is, I, okay, I didn't pick up on that. But. All of a sudden, he let him stay. He let him stay the second
0: time for whatever reason. Yeah, because they were talking about... Because Sam was sleeping, and the three of them, uh, Margo, Chris, and... Dale. Dale, were saying, okay, well, maybe in the morning, Sam can go back and try and talk them into it. Yeah. But that's when Eli shows up. And I don't know if maybe like he was sent there to send a message or like i mean you do find out later that eli sleepwalks That's true i guess i hadn't really put a whole lot of thought into it at the time but I guess it does make more sense that maybe they were just grateful that they returned him or something yeah <clears throat> uh
2: but so they go back and he you know gives them this room that with like a old stove top fireplace and Little cots, and it's it's not much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: That night, Margot wakes up and looks out the window, and she sees people heading off into the woods. She looks yonder. She, you might say, one one might, because <laughs> you know she's on a farm, so it's
0: yonder. It's like farm talk.
2: Okay. But she's like, Chris, what the fuck is that? And of course, Chris is like, let me get my camera. <laughs> of course. Because it's a found footage movie. Yeah. But they see these people going in the woods, and they're like, well, that's weird. Okay, back to bed. <laughs> the next day, they ask Sam about it, and he's like, oh, it was probably a, a hunting party, because we have bears and rhinos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bears and rhinos and shit.
2: He said that somebody's somebody's cows got attacked by bears, so there was probably a hunting party going to find find the bear. Uh, it was probably the same bear that broke into uh, Adrian's house in Venezuela. Yep. There. <laughs> Santa Paws. <laughs> um, so you know they're just kind of wandering around the farm, getting some b roll, and they they go and they find this little girl, and she's brushing a doll's hair, and she's like, "I, I like your doll. What's her name?" She says, "Sarah." And uh, Margot is like, and Margo's like, oh, Margot was like, that was my mother's name. Um, she's not, she's not British. Nope. <laughs> sure isn't. Uh, <laughs> then she's like, but, uh, you know, she, she died or something. And, and the little girl's like, she's still here. And then she gets up and runs away. And Margo's like, wait,
1: I have so
3: many more questions. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know.
0: Like, so, Kristen was watching this show called Breaking Amish. It's, I mean, it's just about these kids who they leave on Rumspringa and it's just like they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to go back to the Amish or stay English. <clears throat> and uh, just along the way, they talk about a lot of things within the Amish lifestyle and the, their dolls. Like you probably, I don't know if you noticed this, but this doll this girl's playing with they don't have faces.
2: Yeah, I did notice
0: that. because putting a face on a doll is apparently akin to creating a false idol, which is a, which is a sin. Interesting. Yeah. Fucking Amish people, man, are <laughs> bat shit. Like
2: like I have my uh I was going to say wait, some of them might listen to this, but then I was like, "Oh, wait. <laughs> Well, it's like, I have my, uh,
0: I I take umbrage with a lot of Christian beliefs, but fucking Amish people, man, they, they take the cake. At least they like stay out
2: there in their area though. Unless they're on Rumspringa. Well, yeah. But then they just want to drink and fuck. Sure.
1: Rumspringa! What
2: was, in Letter Kenny? the Amish girls said something about putting a little English on it or something like that. Uh... If you put a little
0: fuck. Yeah. Uh, put a little fuck. That's what it was. Put, let's say put a little Mennonite on a on a on a penis. That that was like <laughs> that was the shitty punchline or like the, <laughs> the
2: or whatever it was. I don't know. <laughs> uh Margo keeps hearing noises in the attic. So finally she goes up and it investigates and realizes that it's her mother's old. Put rumor. a
0: little English on a dick, and we'll put a little Mennonite Mennonite
2: on a penis. Right, because their last name is Dick. Right. Yeah. Once their dicks have slipped out. Once. <laughs> Once. I did. Is that a thing? I don't. I have no idea. You got Mennonites in your family? That's, that's, I do. <laughs> Actually, so does my wife. I have Mennonites and Mormons. A weird fucking oh, family. Oh no. How did I make it out?
0: You know, what's funny is that you have Mennonites and Mormons, and I feel like uh, Mennonites would probably not agree with Mormons. Yeah, that's probably true. Because they
2: added a whole new book to the Bible. <laughs> yeah. They believe you get your own planet when you die. Oh, bother. Which I want to know, like, can you visit other people's planets? Because if you're just stuck on your own planet, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. That'll get old real quick. I just get. What if I get bored? Like, what am I supposed to fuck? <laughs> and like, I don't know how to do all the things that I like. Like, I don't know how to make beer. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe if it's heaven, you know, you just have it. It'll just be beer. You just go like, boom, beer. Yep. In my hand.
0: And it's like you just reach for it and it's just there. Okay. It's like there's not there's no beer there. But you just kinda of go like that and then there's beer. <laughs> you conjure it out of nothing. I mean maybe. <laughs> like a shitty magician. I'll I'll ask my
2: grandmother about beer and sex on her Mormon planet. Yeah, she'll probably enjoy that talk. <laughs> Okay, Margot goes into the attic, <laughs> finds her mother's room, which there was a dog bowl on the floor. Did you notice that? Nope. I was like, are they feeding her like a dog? <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like it's a it's a weird and creepy room. And Jacob comes up there and almost catches her in there. Uh, but then he locks her in, so she has to go out the window. Yeah, well, he comes in and There's the tiny room. Did did you say that? No, there's a tiny room off the room. Yeah. I think that's where the dog bowl was, was in the tiny room. The
0: tiny room is hidden behind a dresser, and that's when yeah Jacob comes up and sees that this has been unearthed, and he's like,
2: oh, my God. He's like, (laughs) Dios mio. Yep. Yeah, and so he puts the dresser back and locks her in, so she has to go out the window. Yeah. And then something jumps at her and it's like ah. Oh, that's right. She's looking out the window and something like appears in the window really quick. And of course she turns away real quick because it's a paranormal activity movie. Yeah. Uh and then she shows it to Chris the next day and he's like, eh, it's probably nothing. It's a lens flare or something, lens anomaly, I think he says. Mm. And Dale's like, It's a fucking demon, man. <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think you mentioned
0: it, but like or maybe it was at this point where they're showing, them, where she's showing them the footage, and he's just like, "I fucking knew it, man." These old farms
2: are always fucking haunted. <laughs> By the way, Dale's enormous. He is. He's a big motherfucker, but he's a weirdo, and he needs a chicken shit.
0: And at one point, he gets an Amish makeover. <laughs> yes, he does. With his
2: little his uh, Prince Eric haircut, yeah, or Prince uh, Adam,
0: yeah, and uh, he's got the. The Amish clothes that don't quite fit him. Yep. Short pants. And then he tries teaching the, the young inside a moonwalk. Yep.
2: Oh, also, there's this weird part where Margo is like, I like your dress. Did you make it? And she's, the girl's like, no, I bought it at Walmart. Do you have TikTok? I was
0: <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> also, this movie. So I'm, I'm looking at the, the Wikipedia here. And they just wrapped filming in July. And this came out in October. Which tells you how easy it is to edit a paranormal activity movie. No shit. Um, but it's just it's it's weird to, to see that because you know, usually it's like like six to nine months, I would say. Yeah. in, in most cases, or if it's like a Marvel movie, it could take like a fucking year. <laughs> um but uh it uh be, because it was filmed so recently. It's very um, recent, you know. Mentions
2: of like TikTok and and actually they're wearing they wear masks, masks, yeah. Um, which is it, the whole thing takes place in March of t- of twenty twenty one, right? So, um, and
0: so it's, I think we're gonna see that more and more often. Is COVID playing part in TVs and in TV and, and um, movies? Yeah. Um. Actually, I know. Uh, does Does Cheese watch? Grey's Anatomy and stuff? Uh, not anymore. No? Okay. Um, I, Kristen still does. And <laughs> for a long time, when it was like something that they could write a story about, they, you know, especially in Grey's Anatomy and they've got that spin off Fireman show or sorry, Firefighter show. Um, they, uh, you know, COVID was part of the story. People were wearing masks. Um, you know, it, it was always like somehow involved in the plot of the week. But now, because they clearly ran of, out of ideas and ways they could utilize COVID, at the beginning of an episode, they say, this episode takes place in a world in the, or, or uh, uh, something like, this takes place in a world in, in the near future where we hope that COVID is, you know, eradicated behind us, or, you know, something to that effect. It's just like, you just ran out of COVID ideas, <laughs> didn't you? It's like you could just have people wearing masks, and you don't have to. You don't have you to, have to
2: mention it. it, yeah. You don't have to fucking talk about it every week. Or just make an episode where you cure it. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, those fuckers aren't curing anything. They're terrible fuckers. <laughs> All they know how to do is kill people and fuck each other. Sounds like a party. Oh yeah, guys, don't go to Gray Sloan
2: Memorial Hospital. You will die. Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. So Chris is, uh, he's flying his drone the next day and he comes across this church in a clearing about a mile away from the the barn or the farm. (laughs) And so he says, you know, we got to go check it out. So they hike out there and uh, they see a sign on the door that says, So white nicked whiter, which according to Dale says, sweet, nice wiener. It's actually from uh, from Job. Is it? Yes. I did not know that. But it means this far, no further. Yeah. Uh, but Dale picks the lock, and they're about to go in, and Jacob catches them, and he's like, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my bad. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then, you know, they go back, but they're like, hmm, something's fishy here. Oh. So, uh, the, it's like, oh yeah, Sherlock <laughs> is a case afoot. foot. Uh, later, or I guess no. know this was in the barn. Uh, Margo hears noises in the barn. And so her and Chris go out and investigate and they see Jacob and a bunch of the other local men, uh, deliver a two headed goat. And, uh, and then they like take it out to the church and they don't, they don't follow them into the church, obviously, cause it's a church. Uh, and they were told not to naturally. Uh, but so obviously something weird is going on here. Uh, Margo and Chris later go back to the church and break in. They see that it's not actually a church. It's more or less empty inside other than this big structure in the middle. Um, kind of looks like Ron Swanson's round desk. <laughs> But they move that and they find a big hole in the ground. And uh Marco goes down there and doesn't see anything, but hears some weird noises, thinks maybe there's something's down there, and so they think that they're feeding these goats to whatever is living down there. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, some other chicanery goes on and uh then eventually it's over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to spoil too much yeah uh yeah this is um a little better yeah (laughs) um i mean i know this happened a long time ago but like we are halloween six levels of losing the plot as to where paranormal activity started yeah, I'm shocked that Oren Peli is still involved with this franchise. Oh, he's he's executive producer, so basically he's like, "Hey, put my name on it this, and give
0: me a check." Yes, belongs to me. You give me money now. <laughs> it, you know, um, Ghost Dimension uh, was a spec script that was repurposed for paranormal activity. Basically, they just put paranormal. Paranormal activity, Uh, no, not Ghost Dimension. The marked Marked ones. ones.
2: Um, I didn't know if uh, Ghost Dimension was also. It could have been. I wouldn't doubt it. But I, I wouldn't doubt if this
0: one was either. Yeah. So this was this was advertised as a standalone that was not connected to the stories that had been um, included in the in the previous films um so i i I don't know if this was like really developed as a paranormal activity movie or if they just repurposed it and threw the threw the name on there i can't find any indication one one way or the other i don't know um but yeah this has nothing to do with the original series or anything, like the uh, but Katie and or her, her sister. I can't remember. I don't remember either. Um, the, that whole thing with their family has nothing to do with this. It's a completely separate story.
2: Uh, they moved past that, in like part four, didn't they? Well, I mean, they came back to it in in the marked ones. Oh, that's true.
0: Um, I mean, tenuously, but yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I saw Ghost Dimension, so I'm not
2: really sure. I mean that you can de- you definitely could tie this to the original series. Wait, Ghost Dimension—that was the one where they were kids,
0: right? That, yeah, Katie and Christie.
2: Um, okay, Part oh, Four wait. was about a different family, but I don't. It may have been tied to it in some way. Part Four was about it was the, the blonde girl.
0: Yeah their neighbors were Katie and Christie's son who was what 5 6 years old at the time oh okay so it was still connected it was a different family but it was still connected to the original series or the original two films gotcha
2: but um yeah i mean like i said this one def- you definitely could make a connection um they didn't make any kind of reference to it but even without it being mentioned you could put pieces together that would tie it to the original series i mean you could sure easily but they didn't no they didn't that's what i said yeah um but yeah it's like saying it's like a standalone is being like this is a completely standalone michael myers movie like
0: (laughs) well i mean standalone in that it had nothing to do with the original plot i mean it was uh, a different, a completely different character different family different circumstances and There, they in like i said no no references to the other other movies so i mean it was pretty standalone <laughs> yeah they could have easily dropped in tiny little details that would have
2: quickly made that
0: connection and still could yeah.
2: like they could wreck on it in a sequel sure. or say like, Oh, here's a thing we didn't mention before, but guess what? Yeah. It's like, Oh, by the way,
0: that demon that we were talking about in that movie is connected to the, you know, Katie and, and Christie or whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Um, this is a, a Paramount plus movie, which, um, I I can't remember if I actually got Paramount Plus because of this. Or it was something else. But it was just... Yeah, I don't fucking remember. Anyway, it's not important. Just thought I'd mention that. You probably got it for uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, I did. Uh, Which I found out shortly after
2: was on Prime.
0: It probably (laughs) wasn't at the time because, like I was saying... All those cool movies. Like, I, think
2: I think I watched it on Prime, actually. Did you? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs>
0: Fuck my old boots. Um, No, I, I don't think I said this in the show. This was thinking I was just probably in a text with you. But it's like, when it comes, you know, it seems like year-round, there are all these horror movies on various streaming services, and you can watch them, whatever. But when October comes around, and there's, like, certain movies you want to watch that you know you saw for you know, you know, offered in your streaming service package, that are now something you have to pay for, yeah, or you have to get a different streaming service to watch or or whatever, like, like Amazon. Like I have like five Amazon channels that are like most of the the premium cable channels, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Stars. Um, so it's like that should cover. Most of my bases. You'd think. You'd think. And now I have fucking Paramount Plus. I have, I have more streaming services service, services than I care to admit. And somehow, there are still so many goddamn movies at Halloween time that I want to watch and I can't because I have to fucking pay for them. I mean, I could watch them, but it's like, I know you're fucking with me, guys. <laughs> like you're trying to you're trying to make people pay for movies that you know they're gonna watch. I wasn't born yesterday. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Paranormal Activity. Um, no the 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 plot was uh, interesting because you don't get a lot of movies about like. Um, I mean, you see, like, movies about, like, cults or, you know, re- like, really strong or really um, uh, devout religious sects that can be described as, like, cultish. Um, and, uh, but you, you don't really get a lot of stuff about Amish people, particularly horror. So it was a kind of an interesting take. Well, I mean, bit of a spoiler, but they're not really Amish people. Well, sure, but we don't know that till the end. We well, don't. Want it the until end. the postman tells us, right? The postman knows all. That's right. Nothing. <laughs> ah, fuck.
2: Newman has a line about that, or, like nothing gets past the postman, or, or something like that. I was just thinking of the episode where Jerry asks the mailman if he knows where the Chinese restaurant is, and it's a Chinese mailman. He's like, "Oh, why would I know where the Chinese yeah. restaurant is? Because <laughs> I'm Chinese." He's like, "No, because you're a mailman." <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, I mean, it's, you know, for most of it, it's typical paranormal activity stuff. Like we said, a lot of, a lot of jump scares and a lot of, you know, like the, the fake out jump scares, like, Oh, it's your friend behind you. Or it was just a weird noise and yeah, nothing actually happens. It's of, of it. Yeah. Um. No, I mean like, but I really
0: liked the end. The end is pretty solid. Um, I, I like, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, uh, but the way the, when you, when you find out what's going on and why this, these, these people are doing what they're doing, um, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really want to get into more detail than that, but,
2: um, I just like the visuals of the end. Yeah. That was cool too. Um, I mean, this, they're like driving through the farm. Yeah. The farm, <laughs> the farm festival. <laughs> fam. Um,
0: they, uh, yeah. Unlike pretty much any other paranormal activity. Um, you actually see the monster slash demon that you're, you're, that you're dealing with. That's true. Yeah. Which was cool. Uh, it was a cool looking thing, too.
2: Um, Osmodeus, Satanus, Lucifer.
0: Yep, like the song. It's like a song, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, we're gonna see them in like two months, yeah. We are, fucking A, fucking A. We're on another concert in like less than two weeks, yeah. We are, that's crazy. It's a lot of concerts, and then. So you see how yeah, we're going
0: We're going to the the one in two weeks, then we're going to the other one in January. And the wife and I are going to one in April. Oh, and I'm going to see Mystery Science Theater with, with, with Bob. Are oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: Um and plus I just saw the Foo Fighters last month. Life's life's getting back there. Yeah. S- slowly. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we're, we're getting there guess I'm really dreading going to stand in the fucking show box with a mask on mm-hmm that place is already uncomfortably warm yeah and people stand way too close to you um anyway uh da, 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 da. yeah so I, I I liked the the um, the lore that they set up in this, um, when you find out like what's going on and and why this is happening, like the history is kind of a cool little backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I've over the years, I've been clear. I've never been really much of a fan of the found footage format. This one is found footage. I'd say probably 99% of the time. But there are times when it's just like it steps
2: out of that. See, and it I know- does it though? I was trying to figure that out. Cause like there's a part where they show Chris holding the camera, but then I got the impression that there was a second camera.
0: Yeah. I know Dale was wearing one. I don't know if it was like a GoPro he's wearing or, or what.
2: Well, yeah. There's a whole conversation about GoPros. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very excited about a GoPro. There's a, some product placement for GoPro it felt like.
0: Um, huh. I mean there there are a lot of cameras nowadays that are similar to GoPros and I feel like GoPros just kind of become a uh, like like Kleenex. Like, yeah, Kleenex or Q-tip or something. Um <clears throat> but no, there are times when like it's like who the fuck is filming right now?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like especially towards the end when things start getting really chaotic. Like who the fuck is filming? And why?
2: <laughs> um And there's uh, a point where people need to see this it stops being a valid reason yeah
0: and you know there's a lot of times where where mostly in the, in the the beginning of them well i mean before shit starts to go sideways there are a lot of points in in the movie where i would ask you know who the fuck is filming right now but i kind of in my head excuse it because chris brought a shitload of cameras with them yeah so I figure, like maybe he just set up several cameras, and maybe these are just capturing angles that you know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a camera on a tripod. Maybe no, nobody's actually filming it right now. It just happened to be extra footage from another. Um, and this one has really kind of at at this point being the seventh movie in the series it's really stepped away from the whole found footage concept in that it's like this is recovered footage. Yeah. It's this is like now it's just like oh this is stuff that people are filming currently rather than oh the police found this later. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Um but <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, story-wise, it was interesting enough. Um, it, it's hard to give too many points for found footage because it's a lot of handheld cheeky cam, which mm-hmm. drives me fucking insane. Um, But, no, I mean, story-wise, it was definitely a step up from from recent sequels. Yeah. I'd say that it was... A, it, I mean... To me, first and second movies are still the best ones. And after that, they really just kind
2: of start to drop off. I remember not even liking two. Really? But I don't really remember it. I mean... I feel like I liked three more than two, but I'd... That's the one where they're Where they're they're kids, right? I think so, yeah.
0: Um, No, I mean, I, I liked... Two because it was a continuation like almost like a direct continuation. I don't remember of, two. Or no, sorry, it was actually two in in the ov- overall timeline was actually almost of a almost a prequel.
2: I don't I don't remember two at all because
0: yeah. I know that there are instances where Katie comes to visit Christy and I know that I think at one point she's talking about weird things going on at their house. So it's almost like the first and oh, second movie okay, are yeah, overlapping like, each yeah, other. Yeah, parallel. Um. So anyway, so, to me, first and second one are the, are, are the best of the series. First
2: um, one, original ending. Forget everything else. Sure.
0: Yeah, if you're going to narrow it down to just a single movie, then definitely the first one. Um, With but, the original ending. Right. But this one... I'd say if if I had to rate the entire series, this would be probably third, maybe fourth. I'd, I'd have to see the third one again yeah. to to really make a, a strong judgment, but it's definitely up there. Beyond all those extra you know, sequels
2: where it just got dumber, like, is, if you just watched on? like if you just watched the first one and then watched this one, you'd be like, "How are these in the same franchise?"
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think um. You probably just, if, if you knew nothing about the rest of the movies, you'd probably just assume it was like some kind of like anthology series or something. Yeah. Which, honestly, I don't see as a problem. I I think, I think going forward, if they're going to continue the, the Paranormal Activity franchise, it might be better served to just do like an anthology. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are endless amounts of stories you could talk about, you know, Paranormal Activities things that happen that are paranormal. Yeah. Doesn't have to follow the same fucking narrative the entire Yeah. series. So So fucking Tommy Blum, if you're listening, or or Oren Pelly, whatever involvement you still have, fucking do that
2: <laughs> and then give us a check. <laughs> <It's> our idea. <laughs> um we do not accept bitcoin. <laughs>
0: yeah anything else to to add
2: i don't think so like the first act essentially i was just like oh great here we go again it's the same formulaic stuff but yeah it really kind of uh, goes in its own direction and and like i said i enjoyed the end quite a bit and uh my only complaint is that i wish i would have gotten there a little quicker but then this movie only would have been about fifty-five minutes long.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. That's an interesting thing. So, like numerous other movies and TV shows, this, the filming was delayed because of COVID. Oh, uh, sorry, no, the f- the release date was originally March nineteenth of this year. So must the f-
2: okay? So the entire filming was delayed. The release date was March nineteenth. Yeah. And this takes place, like, March 10th. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, they just announced casting in March, too. The fuck? They filmed this in a week? Wait. Principal photography concluded in July 2021. How... There's was a, like a lot of snow. Yes, there was. How did they get snow in or around July? Movie magic. But there was a lot of snow. Buffalo?
2: Buff- <laughs> <laughs> fucking Buffalo, man. It just snows all year round in Buffalo, man.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm wondering how accurate this is. Because it's saying that the the you know, set for a theatrical release on March 19th. It was delayed to March 4th of next year because of COVID. In February 20 in February it was announced that the film was going to be released on Paramount Plus. And then in May it said that it would premiere at the end of 2021. In September they said the film was moved to or the release was moved to October 29th. So this thing fucking bounced all over the place. Yeah. It's amazing that came out at all. Uh, but this this flew under the radar for me. I didn't even know it was coming out until I saw a trailer for it.
2: I'm trying to remember if we talked about this, did we? Or I mean, no, we could- talked about the we talked about there being a Paranormal Activity reboot. but I don't know if this is it. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's
0: kind of a reboot. Kinda,
2: yeah. In that it's... It's standalone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either.
0: Anyway, this is not apparently doing well on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Not that that means anything. People on Rotten Tomatoes are trash. Uh, Okay. Is that it? Yep. Mm Hmm. Like about a
2: six. That's that's where I was at. Okay. There you go. There you go.
0: Okay, guys. Well, it was a long walk to the well this episode, but we got there. This is going to be like a three-hour episode. Yep. I, I when before you got here, I was like, I saw one story on horror business because you hadn't populated the rest yet. Yeah. And I told my wife, "I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is gonna be a short episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oops.
0: Um. Anyway, but we're gonna be back on schedule in two weeks. Yes, sir. Taylor, what are we gonna be watching? We will. We bit bit do.
2: We're gonna yep. Be- <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be watching the entire trilogy of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Note that we said trilogy."
0: Because that shitty remake Only the ones that count Right Uh, Yeah, Afterlife's coming out here soon, guys So we're going to be talking about that As well as Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 So look forward to that Did I just watch those recently? So I guess uh, watch them again (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A (laughs) Never get enough of Ghostbusters Uh, So yeah, get excited for that, guys That's probably going to be a lengthy episode, too Oh, yeah um, so make sure you take, buckle up Yeah, make sure you take a pee-pee
2: break first. <laughs> um, until then, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com as well as wherever you listen to your podcast, except Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as grave plot Podcast, or on Twitter as grave underscore plot. Check out patreon.com slash Podcast for exclusive content and graveplotfilmfest.com for all of your GravePlot content questions answers news and of course tickets tickets are good buy tickets bring money
0: money spending's good (laughs) all right guys well until we talk again i'm Tony. i'm taylor of terror this has been the grave plot podcast where we're all a little dead inside